0: Welcome. Welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have quite a show for you today, focused on a topic that at least one of us is very passionate about. On top of that, I finally got my hands on a PS5 and I have some thoughts about it. Austin has been watching even more anime as he is wont to do. And Dylan is going to give us a weekly Twitch update and talk about Dark Souls, presumably. And of course, we'll have some games to talk about. I am, of course, your host, the often imitated but never duplicated, the one and only Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Austin Boxart and Game Manual Stevens and Dylan Atari Shock Martin. How is it going fellas?
1: It's uh it's been a day. <laughs> that it, it has been
0: a day. It I has am, been
1: a day. I uh, am
0: currently eating Pop Secret. Pop Secret if you want to sponsor us, uh we're always willing f- to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll 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 really take sponsorships from anybody at this point.
0: No. Yeah. Uh yeah, maybe not everyone.
1: Yeah. But, uh, money AT&T. is money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> everyone but AT and T. Oh, Dylan,
1: that's it. That, hey, bro. If it gets my fiber internet free once a month, I'll take it. I'll take the sponsorship. That would be nice, right? Free that would be nice. Fucking gigabyte download speed. Ooh, I think it's really weird that fiber is as actually cheap as it is. Like you would expect that to be way, like I would I would I expected to pay way more than sixty dollars a month for fucking. A thousand megabits per second of fiber. Mm, yeah, I can. Like, I can totally. See I don't that. know. Because like, uh, I know Madison's parents. They don't have fiber, and they have like a much worse plan than we do, and they pay like hundred and twenty dollars a month, and it's also AT and T. So I just think that's fucking odd. That is weird. But that is whatever. very strange. Not my Wi Fi bill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> totally fair enough. Okay. I thought you said not my wife. Not my wife. He is that. Oh well. uh, Would you guys believe it? I don't have any media to talk about.
1: Thank fucking Um, Christ. Let's go, dude. (laughs) I like hearing about Josh's movies.
0: Yeah. I
1: gives me recommendations.
0: it's, It's been a very very busy week, and. We we have watched some stuff, but uh, it's stuff that I actually want to save. I want to start. I want to start doing something where uh, I have like I've. If I'm watching a television show, I want to do it where I finish the show before I talk about it, sort of thing. Yeah. Or if like it's a series of movies, maybe in particular, maybe I'll I'll talk separately about each individual movie, but like that's fair. I'll wait till. They're together? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking it over. So
1: I see what you're saying.
0: But uh but yeah, you, Mr. Stevens, watched Foolie Cooley.
1: I did. I went back and rewatched it. I haven't seen it since I was like fuck, dude. I had to have been in like fifth grade when I when I saw Foolie Coolie for the first time on fucking Toonami. Mm. And that show I if you asked me what that show was about, I straight the fuck up couldn't tell you. <laughs> have you have you ever seen it?
0: Uh, yeah, once.
1: Oh, dude, uh, like, <laughs> I have such a hard time. Like, David, I was talking to David about it the other day, and he was like, "Well, like, what is it?" And I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know if that's a question I can answer sober, honestly, because that show <laughs> tripped me out so fucking hard." But somehow that show has officially, uh, I was talking to david about it today i wholeheartedly think that show has landed the the top three spot my top three anime of all time i think it's incredibly fucking charming i think the art direction or i think the art style is really fucking unique the animation uh being technologically limited for its time the animation it still fucking holds up that show was ahead of its fucking time in story and animation, and I think everybody should check that shit out. Especially, it's only six episodes, so I watched it in a whole fucking day. That's not great.
2: bad. That's good. What's up, uh, Zellen, in the chat? Hello, hey How you Zellen? doing, brother? Uh, Zellen hosts a podcast every Saturday called The Beancast. Ooh. Interesting. On Twitch, right here. Oh? The Bing? Oh, hey, Wes. Bing? She's like, oh, my God, the Bing. like uh, the the shitty uh, search system. But it's, like, has to do with, like, a naked cat called Bingus. Um, Josh covered his camera, like... I have things that are happening.
1: Why did you look so excited about it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. you like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, man, this is Twitch. You can't do that here. You can, you just won't be around for long. You just shouldn't. You You can do whatever you want, but legally you probably shouldn't right maybe not legally maybe twitch legally is the best way to say that
0: uh yeah uh well i'm i'm black for now um oh my god (laughs) that came about wrong i meant to say that i don't have a camera for now it's just a black screen uh i'm an idiot um yes you are i i think I think I'm safe to open this again. Uh yeah, Fooly cool.
2: Holy is, shit, she's naked? I'm joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Foolie Coolie is uh is legit uh very, very good anime. Uh the what you were saying about the animation is hundred percent correct. That show is animated beautifully.
1: Honestly. And uh, So are you. I'm very animated. I don't know if I would say I'm beautiful. I was talking beautiful. to Austin, but oh. Fun fact, uh, Fooly Cooley is animated by Gynax, which is the same studio that did uh, Gurren Logon and Evangelion.
2: They got some dumbass names, I'm not going to lie. They do. They
1: do. They have um, some goofy fucking names. Yeah. Well, speaking
0: yeah. of fucking goofy ass names, <sighs> we're going to continue to talk about Fooly Cooley. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Fucking Dylan's over there like. <sighs> anime. Um, Grow up. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> uh, so you watched Captain Falcon, or hang on, I think it's just called Falcon and, and Why Captain Falcon and the Summer Soldier? Who the fuck did that? That's Which
2: mean, one of From the get-go. That? I hate you.
1: Yep. Why? That's <sighs> pretty fucking great. It was great. Is it? I think it's
2: like uh-oh. a Smash character or something. Is it? Maybe. Is
1: it? I don't know.
2: Um... I did. I watched the first episode. I just realized the second episode came out today. Oh, my God. Can yeah, Let me go I watch that real either. quick, and I'll come back in, like, an hour, <laughs> hour if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead. No big deal, right? Now, I watched, nothing else to do? Yeah, without... Never mind. Uh, it's, it, it was really good. It was a different route than WandaVision went. WandaVision was very... It was unique, right? It was unique. This yeah. feels like a continuation of the winter soldier movie style like it, it kind of feels like that have either of you watched it mm-hmm. i've seen the first episode and i haven't watched okay. the new episode yet yeah i've not watched the new one but it just it it's a slow build up you know i think there's only going to be like uh, six episodes or something yeah
1: it's only going to be six they 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 talked about there there's like an idea for a season two but they don't want to make that decision just yet gotcha so
2: um no I mean the first episode was really good it's a slow build up but you kind of get a continuation of after the events of Endgame like you know the whole Captain America situation and then where Bucky and uh Falcon are at I forget his actual name Falcon Uh Sam. yes it is Sam yeah Sam um, Yeah Sam what Wilson Wilson, Wilson. Sam Wilson Sam what the fuck out of here huh?
1: <laughs> I like the first one
2: yeah the first one's good um but it's a good man I mean I'm ready for episode two I hope I hope it picks up the action a little bit mm-hmm. I feel like with what the storyline they're going for is I feel like six episodes is a really fast you know yeah. succession of timeline events so um kind of nervous for that but they'll I mean Vision was spectacular so I know they'll do good with this one too
1: Yeah, I had the same thought you did about it only being six episodes and wondering how the pacing was going to be. But then like, yeah, it's only six episodes, but each episode is also double the double the runtime of a WandaVision episode, with the exception of the final episode, because I think the final episode for WandaVision was what, like 45 minutes to an hour?
0: Uh Something yeah, like it was up. right around like fifty minutes, I think.
1: Yeah, and every Falcon and Winter Soldier episode is gonna be pushing that fifty minutes mark. So at the end of the day, it has a little bit more runtime than WandaVision did. Um but I the I didn't know movie, WandaVision was that short. Yeah. It was it was only like twenty what, like twenty three, twenty four minute episodes, except for the final episode.
0: Yeah, roughly. I think one of them dipped into like like thirty like the minutes. Thirty ish, yeah. Yeah.
1: I watched the whole fucking series. I
2: thought it was all 40 minutes long. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: <laughs> the opening sequence uh, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier was fucking incredible. With the fucking helicopters and shit. That was really mm-hmm. cool. I know, Josh, you said you haven't seen it yet?
0: No, I haven't watched it yet. Um, Ready? I've heard that it's got great production
1: values. like very similar to like actual MCU movies. And it... Um, <sighs> It it dealt it it very subtly dealt with a lot of like really heavy topics. Um, Like you had Sam Wilson dealing with, you know, the grief over the whole Captain America situation. You had Bucky basically dealing with PTSD of all the fucked up shit that he's done in his life. And I I think in the bank scene, I might have misinterpreted what was going on. But in the bank scene, there was like a like a subtle hint of racism as an issue. Um, I I could be misinterpreting it, but that's what I took from it anyway. But uh, it was really good. I was surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get to it, but I think I'm going to wait for it to build up. Um That's I kind of I watched Wanda Visions like but kind of concurrently, but also not like I would wait for like two or three episodes and then I would watch it and then two or three episodes and then
1: watch Yeah. It. So, but um but yeah, I'm too that sounds good for that. <laughs> I straight up yeah. just don't have the fucking patience. I wish I did. I mean, fair enough. Um,
0: all right. Well, uh, let's get to our main topic. Uh, and I, I wanted to try out a n- sort of new style um, for the uh, intros. So bear with me. I did, I did some writing and some researching. So, uh,
1: That's where anyway. all your time went.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so, in 1978, Columbia Pictures was looking to fund a follow-up to Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The film had been made on a budget of $19.4 million and was released in November of 1977. The film quickly ended up grossing $288 million by the end of March of 1978. Spielberg, however, did not want to do a sequel to the film, and being protective of the material, began work on a project known as Night Skies. Initially, the project was pitched as a horror film called Watch the Skies, based around a Kentucky family's claims of being attacked by gremlin-like aliens. The project would, however, not come to fruition. Spielberg was under contract to work on a new project for Universal Pictures and would only be able to produce the, the Night Skies project moving the project to another director. God, I said project so many times. The writing duties were handed off to John Sales, and Rick Baker was hired to begin work on the alien effects. Production would begin after Spielberg ended his work on Raiders of the Lost Ark. During this process, however, Spielberg would read the script to Melissa Matheson, and the two would become enamored with the plot point of a kind and gentle alien being befriended by a young boy who came from a broken home. The door was officially closed on the current iteration of the story in early 1981 and would take parts of the original screenplay to become the 1982 blockbuster E.T. the Extraterrestrial. So why am I telling you this? Uh, this, this is to everyone. Why, why am I telling you this? This podcast is about video games, presumably. Well, the reason that this is significant is because it is around the year of 1982 that the video game industry would come to an immediate and crashing halt. Atari, the video game company that had become gigantic after the success of their 1972 game Pong and the popularity of its home console the Atari 2600, was purchased by Warner Media in 1976. This was significant because the company grew its worth from its original $28 million price tag to roughly $2 billion by 1982. Then, in the final quarter of 1982, the earnings from Atari took a dip from the projected 50% growth to only between 10 and 15%. This sent the stock of Warner Media plummeting the next day by nearly a third, and the company ended the next quarter down an absurd 56%. This loss in profits would be attributed to a number of different factors, including poor ports delivered to the system, a mismanagement of resources, or as many people believed, a disastrously commercial flop of the video game adaptation of E.T. the Extraterrestrial, with that game being a catalyst for what would become gaming legend in the burial of 700,000 Atari cartridges in a New Mexico landfill in September of 1983. I tell you guys this story for two reasons. The first is that I think that it's a cool story, but the second and far more fascinating reason is because this leads directly to our topic today. Gaming is a medium that has multiple different distribution channels in the modern age. There are still physical copies of games, but those games are also available as digital downloads and in some instances as streaming options. This is much like film and television. However, there's been a concerted effort in the film industry to begin a sort of film preservation process so that old movies and televisions are not left in the annals of history, much like the 1982 E.T. Atari disaster piece. With the recent rumor that Sony plans on shuttering the digital storefronts for the PS3, PSP, and PS Vita, the conversation around video game preservation may once again be rearing its head. And that, dear listeners is what we plan to discuss for you today. So, that was very long-winded.
1: It was. You did great. But,
0: but uh, I think that this is a uh, very important topic to discuss, and I want to start... I, I'll, I'll pose this question to you, Austin, because you are mm-hmm. kind of on the uh, mm, battlefront, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, like you're, you're at the, the tip here. of the spear... Mm-hmm. Uh, with this, what why is why is video game preservation important?
1: Um, for me, it's the the biggest thing for me, um, as far as like preservation and like trying to go back and getting a lot of these older titles and you know keeping the consoles, uh, you know getting the consoles to play them and keeping those maintaining those consoles in good shape is it's just it. To me, there's no better feeling than going to play a game and, and and like physically having it in my hand. You know what I mean? And that's I and I'm I'm genuinely up I don't know if afraid's the right word. I don't know if upset is the right word, but it, it does genuinely hurt me that I feel like we I feel like we're we're moving towards this this all digital front, and I I don't know, man. I just can't get behind that. Like I I, I can on like my I can and I can't. I can on like a on like my my main consoles like PS4, uh, Xbox, you know, PC is obviously going to be all digital. I didn't fucking pay extra to have a disc drive in this bitch. Um, but like for, for for Nintendo, for me is 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 a big physical thing. Like I I'm a huge Nintendo physical collector. Um, I had a huge collection last year. I unfortunately sold a lot of it because uh you know fucking COVID happened last year. Times got a little tough up 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 under up under my roof, so I had to get rid of a lot of shit. But um, preservation for me is is important because this is like this is a hobby, and maybe maybe it's the dad in me. At the end of the day, like this is like this is a hobby that's important for me. It's one of my favorite hobbies that I've delved delved into, and like I would love when when August and Josie are you know six seven. I I would love to put a DS in their hand and be like, all right, here's fucking Pokemon Heart Gold, fucking go to town, have a good time. Or um, here's fucking uh, I can't think of another DS game that I fucking loved. Uh, Spectrobes, Spectrobes was tight back in the day. Would love to put Spectrobes in their fucking hand and let them go to town. But you know, I I I'm at, I'm at the realization if I don't hop on this shit now, I'm I'm not ever going to because it inflation. Uh, especially in like the DS market is getting fucking ridiculous and it's only going to get fucking worse. So that's why
0: mm. you're over there shaking your head. What's going on?
1: Yeah. What are you doing, bro?
2: I'm not. Sh- I mean, I'm shaking my head cause inflation's so bad.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, f- it's, it's like, is.
2: I'm a, I'm not a collector, but I am a person who loves to have Pokemon games in his collection and they all suck ass at the price. Dude, um, it's not good, dude. Nuts. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious to think that Sword and Shield is probably the cheapest one.
1: Yeah, no, it, it it's fucked up. It, but at this point, it is. Um, yeah. I, I think, uh, real realistic numbers wise, I think X and Y are still the cheapest games to get a hold of. Um, that's because they're fucking terrible. But uh, you can you can get a copy of X and Y complete in box right now for like. Fifty, fifty-five dollars on on eBay, and and you know a that's second, still so. brand new game price, though. Like, yeah, it, it is, dude. And I'm sure, I'm sure you can probably find Sword and Shield for thirty fucking bucks somewhere at this point.
2: Um, my my issue, I mean, it's not really an issue. Mm-hmm. Outside of Pokemon, I, I'm really not a collector, yeah, of any type. So to me, I'm like all gung ho for the digital world, but. Mm-hmm. I haven't really taken time to consider, you know, the... That's a big step. You yeah, know, we've played games on uh, physical copies for our whole life. So if that were to happen, and I don't think it's going to happen soon, I still think the next mm-hmm. generation will have some kind of physical release. But I still think digital's... It's it's inevitable. It's, it's inevitable. It's honest, right? It is. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it's coming. Um, but... Yeah. For me, it's fine, but that's only because, you know, I'm not 20 years into the future like reminiscing like, man, I really miss when games were, you know, on physical something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm looking at it from that. But you as a collector are probably like son of a bitch.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I was looking. With. I was looking yesterday. Um, I was like, you know what? Uh, Let me go. Because, you know, I, I sold that part. I sold a big portion of my collection last year like I said 10 minutes ago i don't know why i'm saying it twice I'm um but a part of that collection was uh my copy of pokemon soul silver and so i went back i looked up on ebay i was like let me, let me just see how much these prices have gone up just to so to 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 preface last may i bought a copy of pokemon soul silver off of ebay it was an authentic copy i checked it when i got it just to you know double check um, checked it when I got it completely authentic copy it wasn't complete in box it was just the cartridge which I was fine with I was like I can go get a reproduction case I really don't fucking care that much um, And I paid60 dollars. As of right now, Pokemon heart gold and soul silver for just the cartridge is about 180 for just the cartridge if you want if you want it complete in box you're looking at you're looking at about three to 350. Which is, and that's not even like, that's not even including the Pokéwalker that came out with it at launch. If you want that, you're looking at another $100 stacked on top. And it's, it's just fucking crazy. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's just Pokemon. You know, Pokemon is a beloved franchise. Everybody fucking wants to get their hands on that shit. It's a beloved franchise. So I looked up the Dragon Quest games uh, for the, for the Nintendo DS. Those are even worse. Those are more Ridiculous. For just for to get a, a complete in box, dude, you're looking at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to have. And that's not even like the manual. That's that's just the case in the cartridge. And I, I've, I'm seeing people selling the manuals by themselves for like 100, 120, 150 dollars for just the fucking manual. And to, to I know to a lot of people like, oh, I don't really give a fuck about having the manual. But like that's gen- when I when I buy older games like that and I know that it came with a manual I, I, something in my brain's like, all right, got to find that manual now. Got to find somebody selling just the manual and get my hands on it. Cause I, I want, I want it complete and I'll even, I've even gone on eBay and like, uh, like with Pokemon games, they had like all the random, like Nintendo newsletter inserts and all that bullshit. Uh, I've gone on eBay and bought just those fucking inserts that somebody has, has kept in good condition just to have it, you know, complete inbox the way it was. If you bought it day one, brand new. And it's getting fucking ridiculous. It it really puts a. I've seen a lot of people, and it sucks because I've seen a lot of people in some of these Facebook groups. Like, uh, I mean, literally, just sell their whole collections because they're like, I can't afford to keep doing this. Like, I'm gonna sell all my shit now while I can get the money that I can and buy all these games digitally if I can. And that sucks, dude. Like, I hate seeing people. I, I I hate seeing people feel feel like they have to sell their entire collection while they can because they just, it's not a hobby that they can just keep doing. Mm. So.
0: There's, so, I think you pointed out something that I have written down here that I think is probably helping to fuel the the inflation of everything. And that's, mm-hmm. that like, the only real way you can play a lot of these games that, like people love from back in their childhood, or like mm-hmm. even just like like you were saying, like with the with the DS and the 3DS and stuff like that, it's obsolete technology, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not making more new ones. So like mm-hmm. you're stuck with that. And one of the things that I actually didn't put a note of, but um, is sort of something that I think we should probably talk about is the fact that like. Uh, these obsolete technologies, you can't you can't get them to work reliably. And even mm-hmm. if you even if you could, there's only a finite amount of them available, right? So, yeah. like, what happens when a part fails for your NES? Yeah, you know I, I mean? was like, just
1: about you, to say something about that.
0: So you you you're only able to find working parts within. That same console pool,
1: if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So I <clears throat> I like I, I was in video game trader the other day talking with the manager, and um he was pretty much telling me uh first of all, a lot of that obsolete hardware, you know, of course the games are being inflated. Uh you gotta think about the hardware. The hardware is also being inflated. Um, you go on eBay right now, a 2DS XL is going to run you about $250 when those things were a hundred dollars retail, uh, a, a 2DS is going to run you about 150 while a 2DS was what? $60 retail. I think maybe, maybe 80, I think it was 80. Um, a 3DS XL is going to run you somewhere, somewhere in the $250 range, uh, I was lucky enough a couple weeks ago to get one from a coworker for a hundred bucks. It was in great condition. 3ds XL. Perfect. Everything works fine. Um, so that was dope. I'm able to kind of get back into my handheld shit. Um, but I was talking with the manager at video game trader and he was like, yeah, it really sucks. Cause I had a guy come in today that was like, Hey, um, my child dropped my 3ds and it busted the top screen. Can you guys fix it? And he was like, oh, we can't, we can't, you can't order parts for it anymore. <laughs> So he was like, "Your best bet is to go on eBay, find somebody selling a defective, broken unit, bring it in here, and maybe we can salvage the parts." But other than that, there's no distributor we can get these parts from anymore.
0: Yeah, and didn't Nintendo just cut off uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the repairing for the 3DS?
1: Yeah, because uh, Nintendo, uh, according to a statement from from Nintendo, they, I mean, they can't even have the parts manufactured anymore if they want to. It's just financially not worth it for them anymore.
2: How much did you say the, is it a, is it an
1: original 2DS or is it the 2DS XL? 2DS XL. The last time I looked at it was, it was between 150 to 250. So was Uh, that the one that like, it's the
2: new Nintendo DS XL, like the one that holds? Yeah. So when it was launched, Mm -hmm. it was $149. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the orig- the original 2DS, like the ugliest sin 2DS was 129.99. Awesome. Really? I felt yeah. I felt like I remembered it being cheaper. I thought they that. were cheaper too. I was that's why I looked it up. Hm.
1: It said introductory price was 130. I think prices went down after a while. They, they because, were bad because I specifically remember being able I specifically remember on Josie's <laughs> second birthday um, I, I I went into GameStop and they had like the cool red and white Mario 2DS for like eighty bucks, brand new, and I was like, all right, fuck it, yeah, I'll buy it. And then even last year, dude, last summer, I was able to go to, to my local Walmart and they still had the uh, the purple and black Mario Kart uh, 2DS XLs. They had those on the shelves for a hundred bucks. Hmm. And now, dude, ugh, good fucking luck. <laughs> if 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 ds and 3ds collecting is something you want to get into and you haven't done it by now good fucking luck yeah because i feel your fucking pain and it's not great real it's not great in a way investing
2: in that stuff now is like investing in smart stocks like over time
1: it honestly can build the right portfolio like you're going to
2: make a you could make a huge sum
1: it honestly Pretty kind cool. of is. I'm I'm I, I would be completely lying if I said that while I currently had the excess spending money, uh, thanks Joe Biden. Uh, it, I'm I'm super tempted to drop two hundred dollars and buy a complete inbox copy of Heart Gold because I know the value of that game specifically is only going to go up. And that that's just kind of Pokemon's thing as a whole. Their values never decrease; they always just increase or stay the same. They never really mm-hmm. drop. But then again, I am i mean, once because, you know, the pandemic's not over, we're still not fully back to normal as a society. Uh, maybe then again, when things get fully back to normal, a lot of these people, because I imagine one of the biggest p- parts of inflation was just, you know, when people were stuck at home last year, they couldn't leave. They were like, well, fuck, let me go play all these games from my childhood. And then all these games started, you know, all these older games and older consoles started being bought up. So people f- realize, oh, shit, people actually still want these. So let's. Let me creep this price up, see if somebody buys it. Somebody bought it. They're like, okay, let me creep this price up again. Somebody bought it again. And, you know, they just keep going up and up and up until they eventually don't have anything else to sell. So I'm wondering if, you know, maybe when things go back to normal, maybe the inflation will kind of drop. Maybe people will start selling all the shit because they, you know, just don't want it anymore for whatever reason. Maybe, Maybe the market, the second-hand market gets flooded with an influx of copies. So that's... Hoping, I doubt it, but I'm hoping.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, another thing that I wanted to touch on, and this is, uh, I'll I'll ask this of Dylan because he's a little bit older. I think Dylan, you you're closer to my age, so <laughs> I'm saying like you you have more experience with older titles than Austin does, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So like. One of the things that I have run across in, like, stories and stuff like that is that another reason that, uh, you know, we need to be looking into this is, like, there are complete losses of source code for a lot of these games. Like, for instance, that 1980s game crash, like, a lot of those Atari games you can't find source code for. So there's no way to emulate them or anything like that. And even, even newer stuff than, like, the 80s, like... For I have written down here, Final Fantasy VIII, they remastered it, but uh, the only way that they were able to do that, because they had actually lost the source code, was they went to a completely different version of the game. They went to the, uh, I think it was the Windows version, or the PC version, or something like that, and then rebuilt the game using that code, which is completely different from the uh, the the PS1 version. And so... Like, I don't know, but I, I guess my question to you is, like,
2: wh- I, I don't even know what my question to you is. <laughs> I mean, I kind of understand your question without it being a question. I almost feel like Relative. it doesn't matter. Uh, but And I hate saying that, because, I mean, but in some way, shape, or form, like, what are we going to do with that original code? Are we going to release a... Multi pack of the original, you know, games from way back when. Or are we gonna take what's been going on recently, and if we remaster a Spyro, or a Crash, or a Demon Souls, if it's not gonna be built from the ground up, um, it's sad because I mean that was like that's a that's a moment in history that's essentially wiped mm-hmm. because we know it exists, and I'm sure there's video footage of it of course you know especially like if you look at people like Angry Video Game Nerd who that's all they play are those old games yeah. from way back in the day um, there's always going to be some mm, resonating echo of it somewhere mm-hmm. but I don't know if it matters as much anymore If historically yes it matters but I don't know I think I jumped on this digital like I'm all for it right now type of thing. So I think it's really easy for me to say that I don't care about where the codes go. It sounds... It feels wrong saying it. I can't even like yeah. it. Like, it feels wrong saying it, but it I just wrong don't. It Yeah. No, I mean, if we're... I mean, see, but then again, that's because, like, if we lost the original source code for Pokemon Red and Blue, I'd be sad. Like, mm-hmm. truly, I'd be sad. Of course, that's not going to happen, but... You know, someone's favorite game out there is Contra or, or beyond that, man. Look I mean, Just go far, far back. You know, someone's favorite game, it lies back there somewhere. So, you know, they could listen to the same sentiment that I just, you know, conveyed. And they're like, no, but don't forget about X game. So I don't know. It's easy for me to say it because I'm a PC only player at the moment. If I had the chance to get a PS5, I probably would. Um, but again, Digital. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. So
0: <clears throat> let me ask you this. So let's say in like thirty thirty years from now, if if we don't do something about this and the source code for the original Dark Souls is or Demon's Souls is lost, right? And all we've got to work off of is the version that Blue Point did. Well like How do you how do you feel about that?
2: I feel and the shitty thing is, is that I think I don't remember if it was you I was talking to or someone else. But uh, that game is essentially the same game with a very enhanced visual like it's it plays the same. Um, I don't know. It's (laughs) it's hard to say. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another game that, that could be, I mean, I guess, yeah, losing the original Spyros or something that would be. And if all we had to go off was the reignited trilogy, I'd actually be pretty fucking upset about that. Um, I think the reason that
0: I bring it up is because, uh, I haven't played Demon's Souls yet, but there's something to the limitations of the software or something to the limitations of the hardware that you have for the software that you're developing. Like, Mm -hmm. This is brought up on one of the podcasts that I listen to, uh, seemingly semi-regularly. There's One of the hosts really likes Shadow of the Colossus, but he hates the PS4 port. Because part of the thing that made the PS2 version great to him was that the limitations that they had me- meant that like the game was like darker and there was like more fog and stuff like so you got like a uh, it was like more atmospheric because yeah. they could not do stuff like draw distance on the PS2 like th- it was very limited with the resources they were working with but you get to the PS4 and it's wide open you can see everything and it's it's like it's not as uh atmospheric or whatever yeah so With the loss of like the original source code, like if we if we go in 30 years from now, like and we've only got the PS4 Shadow of the Colossus source code to work with. Right. We're working on something that isn't the original vision. Does that make sense?
1: Oh, for sure.
2: It does. Let me ask you something. Let's say let's use the same time frame. Right. Let's use 30 years from now. Okay. And we've lost all the old school games like we have no source code for them. Do you think that we would be so far advanced that we could literally just have AI rewrite those super basic games? Like, think of like how hard it would be or how easy it would be for an AI by that point, some kind of artificial intelligence to just be like, this is Contra, you know, this is Metroid, something like that. I mean, I
1: wonder if... (sighs) That's a fair point. That's possible. Yeah, for sure. Honestly.
2: And I'm not trying to say, like, it's okay that we lose source codes. I'm not. But by that point, it's like, I'm pretty sure we're going to have something that can just spit out a fucking 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit game. Like, it's not going to be hard. For sure. Um, I don't know. But uh, just the fact that the... This is going to be really, really fucking morbid, but it's like... Okay, please bear with me. I'm being completely serious. It's like you lose your dad, but then you get a clone of your dad. It's the exact same lookalike. It's like wouldn't you still rather have your dad because that's just a replacement. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even though it's it's sad that the original's gone is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah um you sure. could get the perfect clone, but you'll always know it's a clone type of thing. Yeah, yeah
0: it's yeah, like you'll, that you'll, Black Mirror episode.
1: I
2: need to watch Black Mirror. <laughs>
1: I saw a couple episodes of it, and it tripped me out so bad that I couldn't finish it.
0: It's a very good show. Uh, but se- Season 2 has an episode where a woman loses her. Uh, I don't know if they were, like, boyfriend and girlfriend or, like, husband and wife or whatever, but she loses her significant other, and then her one of her friends tells her about this technology that brings them back to life, and it basically brings, like, a robot back, and it looks like him, it sounds like him. Like, it kind of has his memories, so to speak, because, like, she uploads, like, pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, like,
2: yeah, I know, I know. No, it's, like, crazy. I had such a terrible thought, and this just crept into my mind. Oh, God. Oh, I'm God. so sorry, but this is, like, okay. When Jango Fett died, do you think little Boba just walked up to a random stormtrooper for a hug now and then just so he could be closer <laughs> to his dad? <death? laughs> Uh, oh that's the shit that comes into my mind yeah (laughs) please hold me (laughs) oh shit um that's what yeah that's what i just suddenly burst into laughter because that's the thought that crept into my mind
1: what's tripping me out the hardest is like when you guys are talking about like losing source codes and stuff you know you guys keep saying uh you know 30 years from now 30 years from now 30 years from now but like we have games that we have already lost source codes for
0: no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying is like... We if we already,
2: continue to perpetuate yeah. the system. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, that's why... Um, holy fuck, I cannot remember this developer's name for the fucking life of me. And I'm sure one of you guys will probably know it. Um, that's why the specific developer whose name I can't remember, um, like when they started doing Switch ports, that's why they only ported Saints Row 3 and Saints Row 4. Is because they've publicly stated we don't we don't have the source codes for Saints Row One and Two anymore. So oh, we can't Volition? we can't work. Yeah, that's who it is. Volition. They have openly stated that uh, they don't have the source codes for those two games anymore. And those games are not that fucking old, dude. Not old enough to be missing source codes for. Those yeah. games are well, what Saints Row One came out in. I want to say two thousand seven. I want to say two thousand six, two thousand seven
0: uh somewhere around that time because it
1: was very early 360 ps3 very early 360 06 06 okay yeah dude that was only i can't do math right now 15 years from now god i hope that's right because that just was a number off the top of my head
0: yeah i mean Um, depending on on yeah the release date but yeah
1: yeah that was only you know uh estimated 15 years ago uh that game came out and we're already missing source codes for it. That's why you can't mm-hmm. find... You can't find fucking ROMs of it on the internet. At least I can't. I fucking looked. Um. So it's... It's fucking wild. That was a little off tangent, but...
0: No, no.
2: It, I mean, you're right. Um, you're so- allowed to say that when I started talking about
1: Django and Boba Fett. <laughs> Anything to take take the... To, to steer us back on the right track. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Uh, so- one one thing I I wanted to bring up is like, so we're we're talking about why it's important to preserve video games, but I think we should also probably touch on how it is maybe currently being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest one is probably em- emulation, right? Yeah. Um, have you guys have do you guys have any like thoughts on that? I I want to say this real quick before I I turn the floor over to you. Technically because of DMCA and all that shit, what you're doing is theft. It is. But, because of what we stated previously, with like, older systems only being able to play these games, and stuff like that, I kind of think it's bullshit that you can't emulate, or you can't technically, legally, emulate some of these games. Because they're, they're you can't find them.
1: It's, it, anyway. It's a, it's a very gray area, whether it's legal or not. Um, i I know that you know people some people will tell you uh if you if you have ever owned the physical cartridge at any point or physical disc at any point, it is technically legal for you to emulate that game because you have purchased it in some form or fashion. Um, I, it's a very gray very gray fucking area, but I, I actually did some research on this a couple weeks ago when I was trying to figure out if it was cool on Twitch for me to emulate games or not. Um, from what I have found. The DMCA now only protects, which is weird, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is just what I've read and what I've been able to find. The DMCA only protects specific franchises from emulation. That um, shouldn't be accurate. I don't know. I because I know that like um, what's the website I use? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on Twitch, but uh, uh like ROMs Mania. That's usually where I go to to download shit to download all my ROMs. Uh, you cannot find Pokémon games on ROMs Mania. They will not put them up. If somebody uploads them, they immediately delete them um, because they say these games are DMCA protected. The rest of everything else is fair game, but these games are DMCA protected. You can't find Zelda games on ROMs Mania. Those games are DMCA protected. Can't find Mario games on ROMs Mania because those are protected. But then you can go and download like Mega Man Star Force because nobody fucking cares about that. No big name company fucking cares about you emulating that anymore, um, which is super fucking weird because fun fact, uh, when I was in middle school, I, you know, I, you know, I was in fucking middle school. So I was learning about like emulation and stuff like that. And I like I, I think I had all six battle network games downloaded. on like my mom's desktop. And um, my mom actually got an email from AT&T saying that they have been monitoring our Internet usage and saw that I downloaded those files, and if they weren't deleted from our hard drive within a certain span of time, that she would be fined over $800. Dude,
2: I think I saw that for, uh, it's like when we would, other people would pirate movies. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. you would get like some kind of fucked up email, or maybe it was even yeah. the mail itself. I don't know, but it was hilarious. It's like, what are you going to fucking do? <clears throat> I pirated The yeah, Last Airbender
1: like- once.
0: The the thing that bothers me about that 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 entire situation with the copyrights is like, bitch, I'm not fucking selling it to anyone. Like mm. you own it for selling purposes. I just wanna watch this shit. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Now, if you are sell, selling pirated movies, that's a whole other fucking ballgame. Mm, yeah. That is, that is an entire—I I, I fucking love seeing, like, going into, like, some of these older gas stations that, like, have just racks on racks on racks of pirated fucking movies. Mm-hmm. With, like—like, uh like, for example, it'll be The Last Airbender, but they'll have, like, a misworded title. That way mm-hmm. you can't say—you can't say it's The Last Airbender, but then you take it home and watch it, and you're like— Oh, shit, this is The Last Airbender. I'm sorry, that's my only example. That's the only movie I've ever pirated. Um, It's a fucking terrible movie. (laughs) Such a bad... I'm sure Dylan probably thinks that movie's worse than I do.
2: I have never watched it, and I will never watch it because it does not exist. (laughs) Netflix is about to do the same shit twice, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but at least Netflix is doing it with the original creators.
2: The original creators left the show because of creative differences, so it's going to suck ass. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a bad idea. <laughs> yep.
2: Um, I like emulators because it's super... Look, if they put the original Pokemon games on the current Nintendo platforms without having to be like a re- remake, you can still remake the fucking games, but... Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to go emulate
1: mm-hmm.
2: platinum and diamond and pearl and black and white. And I really don't want to pay f- fucking $60 at GameStop for a potentially bootleg copy. Like put the shit digitally mm-hmm. and I'll be cool. But yeah. they don't put it for 60 bucks digitally. I'll still fucking pay for it. Yeah. Um,
1: Deadass.
2: ass. Yep. But the issue is, is they do not. And emulators help us make that feasible, I guess you could say. Um comes with its drawbacks. You can't transfer... This is strictly Pokemon, but, like, you can't transfer Pokemon. You can't play with your friends. Um, there's always a drawback to an emulator, but it keeps the game alive mm-hmm. um, because the options that we have for playing some of the games that we can no longer play again. Like you were just talking about the Mega Man franchise. If that was available anywhere, like the, the battle network franchise, if that was available, I would purchase the shit in a heartbeat, but it's just not, I have to go and pay an absurd amount. Yeah. When I could just emulate it. I mean, mm-hmm. it sucks, but it's the truth. And I have bought every single one of these games that I've talked about throughout the entirety of my life so i got rights bitch but (laughs) um no i mean emulation's fine with me it's so it makes games readily available
1: i i have a question for the two of you and i want to know how you guys feel about this specifically how what's your opinion on people selling like um uh on people selling like reproduction cards for like game boys and like game boy advance and like ds and shit like that I mean, if they fucking work, dude, I, I've, I've gotten my hands on some Pokemon carts that, that work literally just like the authentic. You can still connect yeah. them to authentic copies, trade with your friends. Yeah. I'm pretty it, sure I have some. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a, i have had aii bought a fake copy of Emerald for 80 bucks. Not too long ago.
2: Yeah. I'm, i proudly have my original Emerald, obviously the battery and it's dead, but I like, yeah. uh, platinum maybe, you know, um, that one for sure, Diamond Pearl whatever. I don't know. It Could be original. I don't
1: fucking know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind work. of light up to it. If you ever want, what to know. happens? Um, it uh, the Gen Four games. If you shine a flashlight up to them, the uh, the cartridges should glow purple. They should okay. Glow purple. And if they glow purple, that's how you know it's authentic. And if they don't, that's fake. That might not be for all Gen Four games. That might only be for Heart Gold and Soul Silver.
2: Oh, okay. Even still, I'll try that because I have all the, all the games. What are yeah. you fucking doing? Um, whether they're, uh,
1: what are they called? Reproductions, repos or not? Yeah, I repos sounded wrong. I'm fine with reproductions as long as, and I, I know it's probably technically in a gray area, not legal. I I'm fine with a reproduction as long as as long as when you're offering to sell it to me, as long as you let me know it's a reproduction. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't want to think I'm buying an original thing and then I get a not original thing. Exactly. So as long as there's some kind of, and typically that's the cool thing about eBay is eBay has gotten so fucking strict about how, how they operate. Yeah. A lot of these people selling reproductions, they let you know in the description, this is not an authentic copy. This is a reproduction. That's why you're paying $20 for a heart gold cartridge It is a fucking reproduction. Uh, Because eBay is super fucking... I I fucking love that they are now. They're super strict. If the the item you get does not 100% match the description, you get your fucking money back like that. It is Mm. fucking awesome.
2: What's the... uh, I forget what it is. It's like you recently were playing something that's like a spiritual successor to Pokemon, kind of. It's like... uh, It's played... Yeah, it's played in like a Pokemon style... But it's some fan-made shit. I oh, uh,
1: Xenoverse? Was that Maybe.
2: it? Maybe. And it was like you walked around like a Pokemon game, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's the next thing that's on the list is unofficial fan makes and stuff like that. Is that what you're talking about, Josh, in something of that regard? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's definitely something. Uh, I mean, technically, they're not like the original games, but yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: Wrong fan make, are incredible.
0: Fan remakes or, or just even fan versions of games yeah like for sure uh the other thing that i had had put on here with was with with patches because fans will also do this too Mm -hmm. uh i was reading when i was like researching this stuff knights of the old republic 2 uh had like some really bad production issues and there were unused assets in the game that people broke out of the code and like developed unofficial patches so you could play that that stuff within Mm -hmm. the game i think that's just really fucking cool
2: i think it is really cool and you'll see that
1: with bethesda games a lot Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy some of these fans make bethesda games better than bethesda yeah
2: (laughs) and downloadable content and shit yep like they put some they put some work into it dude um the unofficial skyrim patch for the special edition that will Changed the whole entire way that you perceive the game. They fix a lot of buggy shit that shouldn't be there. That Bethesda just gave up on or did not do. I I genuinely fucking don't know. Didn't pay. I'm attention. not. Yeah, Todd Howard's back there fucking jerking off to his pile of money. It's fine. <laughs> um, he's, he's like, like yes, buy Skyrim now for the it? tenth time. I would. I still think <laughs> it's going to happen this year as a fucking joke. Um. It will. Skyrim yeah. for mobile. <laughs> I should have
1: predicted that in our yearly prediction thread. Oh, guys dude, know there's, that- there's <laughs> absolutely going to be a Skyrim remaster for Series X and PS5. Just give it fucking time. I mean, that'd be sick. I'd buy it because that
2: means it's coming to PC. Skyrim Special Edition too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's uh, a... What the fuck? That was weird.
0: There's a ghost in Austin's room. Oh, no, there's a fucking ant on my webcam. That's what and, it is. Oh, an ant? Yeah,
2: that's weird. I fucking well, both of you started freaking out about me. something, and I'm the only one that didn't see anything. <laughs> so it's like, you know, what the
1: fuck? I um, ghost. Yeah, when talking about like fan made patches and stuff, there's a there's a I'll have to look him up. There's a guy I follow on Instagram who is making a uh, patch for the PC port of New Vegas, and it's essential. It essentially turns it into a complete remaster, and like overhauls it in modern day graphics and modern day technology. Okay. And I'm it, it's not finished yet. I think he said he wants to have it done by the end of 2021. Um, but I'm all fucking for that shit. He's not planning on selling it. It's completely free to download. So and I, I think that's what I think is so great about it is 90 percent of the people who do stuff like that, they're not asking for money off of it. they're're they're, they're making it for for the fans of, of that franchise to enjoy, mm-hmm. and I think that's fucking awesome.
0: for sure. Uh, the only other thing I think I wanted to touch on with this was like the – there are there are preservation efforts <clears throat> from stuff like the Library of Congress mm-hmm. and the Internet Archive. The, the Internet Archive I actually uh, thought was really interesting because <clears throat> according to this, it says that they started adding emulation of video games from older systems for play, and it's uh, – it says the archive developed emularity, a web browser based emulator to run a number of out of production, arcade console and computer emulations and offer numerous titles to be played through the archive. I thought that that was particularly really cool because you don't have to download anything. Mm -hmm. And I, I I just thought that that was, was uh, a very, very interesting thing. Uh, And if you go onto Wikipedia, they're, I mean, a ton of things, uh, in terms of, um, the different, uh, like entities that are looking to do it. Uh, the one, I mean, I found the internet archive probably the most intriguing one outside of like the library of Congress, because it's literally the, you, the United States government being like, this stuff is significant. We should keep track of it.
1: Yeah. That's fucking awesome.
0: But. Uh do you guys have any thoughts on that?
1: Other than it, I just think it's fucking cool. I don't have any like particular like philosophical in-depth thoughts on it, but it's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, same. Just keep on going with it. I okay, mean, just keep doing it. Honestly. I think
0: the the only thing that I uh would like to see is The the reason that I wrote the intro kind of the way I did is because for years there has been a movement within the film industry to get, like, older films, like... Preserved. Preserved. Because, Mm -hmm. like, especially with the move to, like, digital filmmaking, that stuff is easy to get. Like, it's on cartridges, or, or not cartridges, but it's, like, on memory sticks and shit somewhere. But, like, old film stock and, like, old reels from movies like made in like the thirties and the forties, like some of that shit you can't find anymore. Like if you wanted to go see, if you wanted to watch wings, like you probably can't fucking find that. I
1: don't know what that is.
0: (laughs) It was, uh, it was actually the winner of the first, uh, best picture. Oscar. Mm. Um, learn something new every day. Yeah.
2: I thought you meant the show.
0: Oh no, no, not, not
1: the show wings. Don't know what that is either.
0: Um, but, uh, I, I would like to see, like, I I know that, uh, the reason I brought up the film is because Scorsese is, is mad behind that. Like he, he wants older stuff preserved and I would like to see a lot more of the creators doing that because Mm -hmm. as we're going to move into the, the next like little bit that I have here, it's like, what are these people, what, what are, the console manufacturers and the publishers and stuff like that doing, and the first one I have down here is Xbox, and their backwards compatibility.
2: Mm-hmm. And I just now read that. That's a good point. Yeah, like for sure, that's huge. These these
0: dudes right here, in my opinion, are doing it right. Mm-hmm.
2: Like they're oh, they're doing so much right, and people just focus on the goddamn negatives. It's like they're huge in backwards compatibility. I think they're probably the best about it um, without a doubt. But on top of that, they're making it more accessible for people to play everywhere, essentially. Like, you know, I mean, it's, you can play a lot of their stuff on PC now. I'm not going to go into it, but like they're doing a lot of things right. Backwards compatibility was, I think really one of the first big steps for them Mm-hmm. Um, you know now they're becoming more with the whole game pass ultimate thing and stuff like that so people have more to choose from from the xbox catalog more reasons to do all the stuff that you get with ultimate but before that i feel like they were working on backwards compatibility and they crushed it not even sony has that i mean mm-hmm. they do now at the ps5 right like everything mm-hmm. you yeah okay um,
0: well, I uh, have one, so actually, I
2: sorry, I don't know Spoiler why,
0: alert. why I just said that. They have backwards compatibility with the PS4. PS4
1: with the exception of seven titles.
2: Yep. Right, but what I'm saying is PS5 to PS4. It, yeah. It, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I know it doesn't go beyond that, which does suck, mm-hmm. but um, it was at least a step for them, but Xbox has been the ones that are just crushing it. Mm-hmm. In every way, shape, and form.
1: I Nintendo, think, I mean... Yeah, I think the only other company that's doing as good of a job as Xbox is, is Nintendo. And I would argue that they're not even doing it as mm-hmm. anywhere near as good as Xbox. For the sole fact that... <laughs> Nintendo has a fucking problem with re-releasing these really old fucking fan classic yep. games. But charging modern day fucking prices for them.
2: And, Xbox. and they're the they're exact abs- same game.
1: Yeah. Yep. They're, they don't even yeah. touch it. They're like, "This is what you wanted, you stupid motherfuckers." This is what you get.
0: And then I'm over there with my wallet, being like, "I am a stupid motherfucker." <laughs>
1: same. <laughs> like, I bought 3D All Stars twice, so same. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, why did you buy it twice? Because 3D All Stars, when I sold like uh, when I sold a big chunk of my collection uh, last year, 3D yeah. All Stars was part of it. And I, I, it's going away after next week. It's going; they're not. It's going to stop production. So I wanted to uh, until they bring it out of the vault again, like in like ten years. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Josh. I don't know if you care about this or not, but I saw this today. I need to stop saying fun fact on this podcast. <laughs> but um, uh, that the the fire emblem game that they released back in December, like the It's also first, going away. Yeah, it's also going uh, away. So if you want to grab that, might want to might want to do that. I need to. Uh.
0: I, I would consider that uh, because it's relatively cheap, but yeah, also like those games are
1: really fucking old. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like, so. I'm going to buy it. I don't know. I'm I'm still holding out to see if I can find that big collector's edition uh, that they made mm-hmm. for it for a good price. I still kick myself in the nuts daily that I canceled my pre-order on mine. Um, Didn't you cancel it for Cyberpunk. Yes, sir, I did. <laughs> yes, sir, I did. Cause I Bad didn't decision, have the Austin. extra money. Because I didn't have the extra I didn't have the extra money at the time. Really, the entire uh last quarter of last year was fucking rough for me financially. So I really didn't have the extra money to get both. So I was like, well, let me cancel this and get cyberpunk. That was a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> and I hope I never do that again.
0: Yeah. Uh, so well, I think we're all in agreement. The, the only thing I think that is holding Xbox back with their backwards compatibility efforts is that they don't have everything. And mm. I, know, I know that that's impossible. Like you, you can't go back and
1: have them yeah, every single fucking thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and uh, they said like w- when the Xbox One came out, with the exception of the backwards compatibility to 360, I think it was. With mm. the exception of that, or, or no, not even not yeah, even that. No, I think that. That when they came out, they were like. This isn't possible. But then yeah. they found a way to make it possible.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and they kept adding more and more to the list as time went on. Yeah.
0: Out. And and like I, what I was going to say is I, like I recognize you can't go back and like you you're not going to be in like able to yeah, bring back sure. like NFL 2K uh I, I don't know NFL the NFL 2K games from like you know the yeah. early 2000s. You're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to do it with every title, but like there are ones that I think are like noticeably absent that I just, I don't understand why they're not backwards compatible. Like stuff like uh, blinks, the time sweeper mm. or, uh, what, what's the crimson skies? Like, I don't know why that's not backwards compatible.
1: The first, so, bl- the first blinks, the time sweeper is backwards compatible. Is it? Mm-hmm.
0: Cuz I I've never been able to find it on the store but maybe it's not on I, I the haven't.
1: store but you can pop in a disc and it'll play. Oh, well fuck that. No. I, don't, I don't The I don't second the second it. one is not but um I actually think I just uh, I saw Blinks the Time Sweeper at Video Game Trader last time I was in there for like 10 bucks. Oh, well maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, but the first um, one is for sure backwards compatible.
0: Okay. Maybe I'll look into that. So uh, that, that's the only downside to Xbox. The, the one thing that, like, you guys were saying, like, <sighs> is fucking annoying about Nintendo is the fact that they keep repackaging their games to be sold at, like you said, modern day prices. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, Austin, to be fair, in 1992, when you were buying Super Mario yeah. World for like 80 bucks, like, yeah. in modern money, that's like 160, <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, to be fair, to on be their fair. part, but
0: but um but the one thing that I think they are doing similarly to Xbox that I think is a good idea is if you have the Nintendo online, they have the n e s and s n e s like libraries where you can play those yeah. games on your switch.
1: I think they' bad lineups though.
0: I, oh, yeah, yeah but they're they're constantly adding new yeah. titles to it. So, like, there are games on there that I think that are noticeably missing. Like, I don't know where the Earthbound. fuck Final Fantasy VI... Yeah, Earthbound, Final mm. Fantasy VI. Uh, I mean, th- there are a ton of titles that are missing,
1: and I'm like, where the fuck are these guys? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> to, but... To- to be fair with Nintendo, a lot of the titles that are missing from the NES and SNES collection, if you have a Wii U, they are purchasable on the eShop for like Yeah, dollars well, yeah, yeah, Yeah. But
0: how many people own a Wii U? I do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what uh Sega's conservation efforts are like. Uh um, Yeah,
0: that that's an interesting I I haven't
1: even looked at to be honest. With I haven't you. either. Probably none. Um, That's what I was thinking is probably next to none. I don't think anybody cares about them anymore. I don't think they care about themselves anymore. Crazy Taxi and Sonic, that's all I know. Fucking Crazy Taxi, bro. I haven't...
0: Now, you bring up Crazy Taxi, and there is something that I probably... I I don't think I actually put down in the list, but some of the things that I think it's important to note about with, with the preservation... Is some of this stuff was made with like licensed music and stuff like that, like Crazy Taxi, for instance. And I'm not sure that you're ever going to be able to get those games emulated because you would have to renew those contracts and stuff like that.
1: That's why, um, that's why uh, uh, Jet Set Radio Future has never been ported, yeah, because um, they're the company that did their – the the record label that did that handled the soundtrack for Jet Set Radio Future went bankrupt and was purchased. And a lot of their – they sold the rights to a lot of their songs, which unfortunately a lot of the songs they sold were included in the soundtrack for Radio Future. And uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Disney bought bought them and vaulted them. Oh, so,
0: of course they did.
1: Yeah. So that's why – you know, every I always see people bitching on Reddit about why you can't you can buy Jet Set Radio on Steam but you can't buy Future and unfortunately that's why.
2: Something I haven't thought about in terms of like conservational efforts. Imagine losing the code for I mean, crazy taxis fine. Um, trying to think of another one that would stand out. I mean fucking Pac-Man. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah mortal kombat like the older mortal kombat mortal
2: kombat everything that i'm saying though there's an arcade machine of it yeah mm-hmm. so that would be a huge part of it too it's like imagine we lose everything for crazy taxi but the next thing you know now we're gonna go try and find an arcade machine with crazy taxi inside of it just to, do you think the code is just vastly different you know for uh, for an arcade machine, or do you think the
1: base game is still there? I imagine it would have to still be there. I imagine it wouldn't be incredibly different.
0: Pac Man. I, I think that you have the the basis of the game yeah. in the in the machines right. themselves. But uh, one of the when I was researching this, uh, let me let me pull up my article again. Um, a, Atari dump. Um, one of the uh, one of the things that they had noted as being a contributing factor to the loss in revenue was that they had ported uh, uh, space invaders and pac-man and that they sold really well initially but then they played like shit so people were like trying to get refunds and stuff like that and it actually cost them a fuck ton of money um, so I i think that it's there but it's like the porting of it
2: you have to make it playable on consoles does that make sense yep Mm -hmm. yeah and i wonder if that's easier now or going forward i was trying to think of other games but really it's stuff like the big one was mortal Kombat, crazy taxi um one of my favorite games growing up for the n64 was the Rush series for the the racing games? It was like Rush and Rush mm-hmm. 2049, yeah, um, 2049. Um, so those could potentially be gone, but you know, they're also arcade machines of it too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's just something I was thinking about because that's something that how much more valuable will those become as we. Progress in the gaming world. I mean, it's the same thing as physical copies. Like arcade machines are just going to go up. They're like pinball machines, right? Yeah, be stupidly expensive
0: for sure. Uh, The only things that I I I wanted to touch on last bit because we actually I already kind of went over the video game collecting aspect of everything is um, I guess to get to the whole catalyst of this is playstation do you guys have any thoughts whatsoever on on that rumor because i have some
2: it's more than a rumor isn't it i think it's true
1: Um, now right i think it sucks for for a lot of people who are still playing those games because a, a big thing that people don't take into account is not only are buying digital versions of those games going to be unavailable but for the games that released uh, for the games that released and, you know, not not such a perfect state that needed updates and patches and stuff like that, with would that, with that service shut down, you will not even be able to download those updates and patches and DLC anymore. So, you know, if you come into the game late after that, you're kind of fucked with a broken game. And I think that really fucking sucks. But at the same time, I you can't keep, you know, servers cost money. And you can't keep servers alive forever. And that's... I understand that. Um, But it... it, If you have a PS3 and you've got some fucking games you love, you better make sure that shit's up to date.
2: Uh, The cool thing is that as soon as you asked us that question, I immediately muted Discord and, and my mic overall. Just so I could take a sip of water. And then like you asked the question and I got heated. So I put my water down and then I kept speaking with my mic muted. So you're going to have something when you go back to listen (laughs) to the podcast and you're going to be like, wow, Austin just steamrolled him. But no, you guys didn't fucking hear me. (laughs) Well, what were Um, you saying? I forgot. But... Okay. (laughs) uh,
0: That comes with age, Dylan.
2: It does come with age. You're further than I am. Um, Mm -hmm. Old man. Old man. But... I think it's just shitty overall because it's more than rumors. It's, it's pretty much confirmed, right? Like it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, the, the initial report came out on Monday, citing unnamed sources familiar with the matter, but it's, it's more than likely happening.
2: Yeah. What's the exact quote? Like what's, what's the, what's the headline here? Let me just make sure I have my facts straight. It's, They're closing down all of the older digital markets, right?
0: Yeah. So the original story is from thegamer.com. And the very first paragraph says, The PS3, PS Vita, and PlayStation Portable stores aren't long for this world, according to a source familiar with the situation verified by The Gamer. The stores are due to be closed down from July. The announcement is planned for the end of this month. PSPs and PS3 stores are to be closed on July 2nd, while the PS Vita store will stay open until August 27th. After those dates, you will no longer be able to purchase digital copies of games or DLC for any of the Sony consoles mentioned above.
2: So we talked about this earlier. Um, with that happening, the physical market is about to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um if you have a Vita now, if you have a PSP, I mean PS3 2, I don't see that one being as like just a giant you know, a rolling mass. I don't con- I don't see that one really snowballing out of control right away. Um mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I think specifically for the PSP and the Vita the handheld market for Nintendo should speak volumes to it as well. People love the Vita people love the PSP. Um, And those games are going to go crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like, I don't even have, but a couple PSP games like the original PSP. It's like the the original God of war that came out for it. Um, And really that's about it. But just thinking of the value that that will someday have is crazy. I have the God of war PSP. Um, it's I'm excited for a collector's value to see where that goes but people <laughs> like right now have no idea how that's just about to explode and so essentially I'm not going to say it's going to get to where Nintendo is overnight with all their expensive shit but it's going to happen pretty quickly Um you're going to start I don't I mean I have no idea I don't look at prices for PSP games I have no idea what they are right now
1: you're looking at $300 for that PSP chief well, that's pretty sick.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good amount of money. Yeah. But like what was uh it was Crisis Core, right?
0: Uh the Final Fantasy VII game? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Crisis I have that. I have that too. So like, And you can't fucking right find now. that
0: anywhere. It's not even available
2: digitally on the PSP store. Fuck. Yeah. Crisis Core Final Fantasy, See, I'm but I'm finding it on eBay for like 29.99 or best offer. Oh, it's okay. the, it's, it's the case and everything, But like the fact that you can't buy it digitally, I mean, you're not really going to be able to do that soon anyway. But I mean, it's at least there. But like, so let's just say Crisis Core, really popular game. Like, I'm not going to say that's the Pokemon of the PSP, but I mean, it's kind of up there. That's one of those huge games that like people will remember about the PSP. Um, So $29.99 right now is going to become $89.99 probably within the next couple of years um if not faster i mean those games i mean i don't know josh you're the vita guy you're the you know stuff like that i mean do you think the draw for these games are going to be monumental after the closure of these three markets that you know we'll see a we'll see a increased influx of like people wanting all these original games like we would with a pokemon game
0: um so i think I think that you're right with the PS3. I I don't think that the PS3, the demand for it, will skyrocket the way that it will with the Vita and the PSP. Um, Namely for two reasons. One, they are making it available for you to play PS3 games on PS Now. Uh, And even some of the PS2 classics that they released on PS4 are available on PS Now. But PSP and Vita aren't. Mm -hmm. You can only play those games on those systems, and that is it. And
1: PSPs might be worth hopping into.
0: Do well, yeah. So, actually, something I was going to bring up is: so PSPs are notorious for being able to run emulators. Like Mm -hmm. one of the uh, some. People speculate that part of the reason that the PSP got as big as it did, because it sold like 80, 85 million copies or uh, units, something mm-hmm. like that. Part of the reason that some people believe that it sold that much is because it was almost as soon as it became available, people started fucking around with the firmware and found out that you could emulate shit on it. Oh, yeah. So. I kind of want to get a PSP to do that.
1: Dude, I had they go one for like 90 bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, right now they're still relatively uh, inexpensive I think. I mm-hmm. I was looking at the Vita. I see them as low right now as low as 120. Yeah. But I'm not I mean, I would have to get an actual look at that before I was like, okay, I'm going to send you 120 bucks because it could be broken or whatever. But like the Vita that I have, the Wi-Fi model that's aqua blue is selling on Amazon for almost 500 bucks right now. hmm Um, so, these, with the closure of these stores, they're, the prices are going to spike, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, I might have to hop on that.
0: The thing that's frustrating for me is that with the Vita, in particular, like, the PSP I care slightly less about because those are, like, those are really fucking old games. Like, the Vita came out in 2005 in North America. Um, but the Vita only came out 10 years ago and not only did it only come out 10 years ago, but like there are indie developers who are still releasing games on the Vita. Like still, there are new games coming out for the Vita all the fucking time. On top of that, there are Asian companies who are like releasing like X seed and, uh, uh, Falcom and and like all of these like Japanese publishers who were putting out their fucking JRPGs and their weird, weird, pervy weeb games on the Vita. They're still awesome. fucking doing I it. <laughs> I, I thought you would like that. There, but I was about to say, you gotta love Steam then, because yeah, Steam's got right,
2: fucky shit.
0: boy. I've I actually found out about a game, uh. I don't know, like three or four weeks ago called Honey Pop. Do you do you yeah, know about yeah, that yeah, game?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Boy, that's something else. Yes, you buddy. must have had your fucking world.
0: I rocked. rocked. I was like, what? Uh, oh, there was also a game that actually Steam pulled down the other day called Super Seducer 3. Do you guys know about that?
1: I, <laughs> like, yes, I do. What? <laughs> I'm glad I downloaded but, it before they pulled it.
0: I, uh, I, no, you didn't.
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't.
0: I just, man, uh, getting back to what we were kind of saying earlier, Xbox is kind of like doing everything right, and Sony just seems to not give a fuck at all about their customer base, at like at all. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can see it from the fact that they're shutting stores down. You can see it from Jim Ryan, who is the CEO, being like, who the fuck would want to play Gran Turismo 3? Like, j- just because you don't, and, and, like, maybe you see data that we're not privy to, but, like, I know people who fucking play PlayStation. I know people who would still go back and play fucking Gran Turismo 3. Like, I, I know those people. I am one of those people. And for you to just kind of, like, shit on that part of your fan base is really kind of, like... Shitty. Yeah, I mean, for lack of a better term, I... <laughs> oh, Dylan's laughing. Um, I don't know. I it, it just for, This is one of those things that, for me, has been Sony's kind of calling card since the PS3, and it's bothersome. Mm-hmm. With the PS3, they released it initially, and you were able to play PS2 and PS1 games. And part of the reason that they did that was so you'd have a back catalog. But then when they noticed that motherfuckers were not buying PS three games and they were still playing their PS one and PS two games with the upgraded model, the slim version or whatever, they took away the ability to play PS two games. You couldn't do it anymore. Then the PS four was just not backwards compatible at all. Like, Sony has continued to show that they don't give a fuck about you or your previous purchases. And that is really fucking annoying. I want to be in this ecosystem because I love PlayStation as a brand. Like, look at my fucking T-shirt. I love the games that PlayStation releases.
2: For the people listening on the podcast, it's a PlayStation T-shirt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that we're on Twitch and also recording. (laughs) But we're recording. (laughs) i have a fucking ps5 i love trophies i like i love this ecosystem but they don't love me and they don't give a fuck about me and that is really bothersome
1: disheartening yeah
0: yeah for sure what were you laughing about dylan
2: i'm trying to find a way to send it to you guys without having to put it in one of the main culture bob channels
1: Oh, put it forward. the Culture Bob channel. Fuck it.
2: No, I'd rather not. No, not in the Steam channel or not sorry, but a uh, Twitch channel. I would get banned. I'm trying to do it on Discord, but like your friends are going to see this.
1: <laughs> no, don't we have a locked one? Yeah, we have Maybe. the private chat. Yeah, where? <laughs> oh no, this is about to be wild.
2: Yeah, this is a Yeah, to get where's weird. the private chat?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's I might s- open this bitch up, and now
0: I can't find it's it. It's right under VIP members, podcast room, private chat, and it's locked.
2: Oh, oh yeah, it's really long. That's why. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just linked. No, I lost it on Steam, didn't I? No, it's right here. So we were talking about Honey Pop, and I was like, I mean, really? How
1: much worse could it possibly be? It gets so much um, worse. I've yep. done the dive. It gets so much worse. I'm so scared. You're not wrong. It's not. I haven't God. purchased any of it yet.
2: Um, i I almost added it to my wish list.
1: <laughs> I'll buy it for you, Dylan. I would have shit my I'll pants. gift it to you. Yeah, I would have That's gifted it to you too. No, ew. Oh God, yeah. People can see that shit. <laughs> please just please send everything you're finding right now in the private chat. I need new games to get, pick up.
2: Oh, God, you if you pick this game, if I see you playing this game, <laughs> I will lose every bit of respect I've ever had.
1: Now I really want to know what it is.
2: There you go. So you guys can just click that real quick. And uh, so just for the podcast, um, <laughs> you know, I can say it for Twitch, too. I mean, it's perfectly fine. i We just can't show it. It's uh, what is it called? Footafix fix Dick Dine and Dash.
1: Oh, okay, God. it's the description that's killing me, bro. Like I like I want to read it so bad for the podcast, but I don't know that I can. On- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Emily has a
1: problem, and
2: it's oh no, little. no, <laughs> don't <you go>. no. <laughs> and her Serve friend service on this hybrid visual novel adventure with select animated scenes, a slice of life comedy featuring Emily coming to terms with becoming a futa and all that comes with it.
1: I love how one of the lines in the description is one day a long meat meaty blank appeared in between her legs.
2: (laughs) Yep. So this is something you can buy on Twitch. Uh, Steam, you mean? Steam. I did say Twitch, but I think I'm having like subconscious thoughts of becoming
1: canceled or banned. So He's like, I did. not He's like, I want to say it, but I'm just so goddamn scared. I want to see
2: you stream it on Twitch, Dylan. You would see me actively get banned. It would be so cool. <laughs> I would just pop it open, like, hey guys, welcome to the stream. Today we're playing black screen.
1: That's how quickly it was. to fix dick dine and dash. Yep, <sighs> yep. I'm going to look it up on Steam because. It...
2: Yeah, I linked it to you. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but.
1: Yeah, I just I had to log true. in through Internet Explorer and I got to do all that. And just find oh, weird. Okay.
2: Anyway. That was a huge deviation from the, I forgot what we were talking about, quite honestly. I don't, uh, know if it,
1: I don't know if my search history has anything to do with it, but like the moment I type in FU on fucking on the Steam store, it was the first thing that came up. Whoa. I don't know why. <laughs> whoa. I haven't bought any of these. You guys can see what I buy. I haven't bought any of these. Oh, wait. No, you can't. I think I turned that off. That is fucked up. Wow. So
0: the only other thing I wanted to touch on real quick and then we can move on is please, the please, Futas. Please move on. Uh are there is there anything that any other high profile companies are doing that you can think of outside of, say, like one of the things that I put down here is Square Enix is uh re releasing like I was on the Switch Store the other day. They're releasing their old Dragon Quest games. Like they're ha- they have Dragon Quest one, two, and three available for purchase for like eight yeah. bucks on the Switch Store, which has been there fucking for a while. Awesome. Uh, even, yeah, uh, I just they even never made, made a physical the cartridge.
1: They Did made they? a physical cartridge for the. It was a. Uh, it's an Asian Asian release exclusive. Oh okay. okay. I do have it though. It's dope. I haven't played them yet though.
0: The uh, they're very very old
1: old. old. <laughs> I, I think I played like the first 10 minutes of the first one. and I was like, I'm just going to go play Dragon Quest Eleven now.
0: Yeah. But. So, uh, but I mean, is there anything that you guys can think of that anybody's doing in this space that's worth even like talking about?
1: Dude, I don't I even know thinking about it,
2: not on the scale that we have been talking about. Mm. I didn't know about square eating, so I'm not going to lie. Uh, That's pretty cool. I, I don't know because like are you talking about like remasters or just like releasing old games and like their
0: I mean uh,
2: present state
0: I think I think the biggest thing is that they're like a lot of the older companies are trying to make money still off of their old titles so they are doing the re release and remaster yeah uh, right I mean mm, that's bad
1: that that's really bad oh wait no it's not it's just my
2: I'm I'm trying to think of who is doing something along those lines and I can't. I yeah Not I can't
1: either. That, I mean,
0: that's why I asked you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I get it. Uh, I don't think so. Nothing really comes to mind. Honestly,
2: no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going to think about it after we end. Yeah, yeah, probably. Same. That's how it always is. Yeah. Uh. Well. I mean, that was a nice little conversation we had. It was. Um, I will say just super quickly that Steam is a great place to play a lot of old games. Like, yeah, I just bought for sure. Yeah, I just bought Chrono Trigger. Like, I'm super excited to play that and delve into it. I mean, you can find a lot of really old games there that are just ready to play. I mean, they're, that's so Steam's doing great stuff in terms of conservation. I mean, there's you can play a lot. You can play Futa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i opened up steam and that's the fir- and i forgot that i, I was on oh the- yeah that, that would that's it, terrible it, it
0: in uh in 20 years we'll all be able to play honey pop three
2: fuck <laughs> can't <work. laughs>
0: yeah no uh that's actually i kind of kept this whole conversation in the realm of home consoles uh but you're right like it. like mm-hmm. the one thing that i think pc has above everybody else is that you can go back and you can play old as fuck games on pc
2: Mm -hmm. you just can the one thing that it has on everything else
1: (laughs) uh well here's the master race guy coming out to play
0: Uh, we won't get into that uh because
2: we're going to talk about the ps5 fellas great yay (laughs)
1: I was like, Why is he so sad? I remembered after that, like, can't wait <laughs> The console that you bought on my birthday. can't wait, yeah, I know right I'm just, <laughs> dude. it's like you it's like you ripped the wound back open and then you dumped a jar of salt in it and then sewed it back up.
0: That's what I try to do every podcast, honestly.
1: that's what you do
0: um, all right, so I got the p s five uh I've had it since what.
2: Thursday
0: of last week?
1: Mm-hmm. I think. So a week.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I've had it basically... Could have just
1: said a week, but...
0: Oh, I, I was trying to think of when I actually got it, because I thought it might yeah. have been longer, but... um. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I got it. I set it up, and the first thing that I... The f- absolute first thing I noticed is how goddamn heavy this fucking thing is. Like, mm-hmm. it is heavy as shit. Like, the... The, I was expecting it to be lighter than the Series X, and it was not. It was heavier. I don't know how the fuck that's possible. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I it's not as bad in person, I think, as what the pictures made it out to be, but it's still ugly as sin. I have it sitting behind my monitor so I don't have to look at it. <laughs> uh, and so the controller... I think the controller is really nice. Like, I mean, you can see it here. It's hefty. We're
1: showing stuff now. Sorry, podcast. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, sorry, audio listeners. It's show and tell time, Um, I guess.
0: It's so, it's nice and hefty, kind of in a similar vein to what the Xbox controllers are. And it feels, listen, Coke, if you want to sponsor (laughs) us. (laughs) Uh,
2: To explain podcast, I held up a Dasani bottle.
0: Yeah. Uh it's it I think I wonder if it would be better if we didn't explain it. Like no context. They're just like, why the fuck is what he asking
2: for? Yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah. Never explain anything else. <laughs> fuck again. It.
0: Uh but um yeah, so the the controller feels nice. It's it's like a nice size. Whereas I felt like the the PS4 controller is also kind of nice, but it's a little bit on the smaller side, and I've got big hands. So like for me, like it kind of felt a little like I like smushed together, I guess. Like mm-hmm. it feels a lot more condensed than this is, where it's like you know this this feels good. It has some heft to it. Like I, I know for people who have like PS3 controllers, like they have fucking PTSD with the with the goddamn super lightweight. Uh, what was it? The six-axis controller, and like I feel like that sort of like lightness carried through all the way to the ps4 not to the same extent but like like it still felt light especially when you held it up to an xbox yeah. controller. um and then the haptic feedback which was like kind of the big selling point for this thing is really cool like it i'll talk about it when i get to astro but but like you can feel the different variations in the triggers for different things like i i don't have call of duty on this because i have it on my series x but like i've heard that in call of duty like different guns have different pressure triggers for when you're pulling the gun yeah and that's fucking awesome like i think that's a super cool fucking thing but i kind of think that no one is going to use this like it Mm -hmm. not not me and 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 you guys but like developers no one's going to use this in a, in any real meaningful way so it's just a thing that's going to fall to the wayside i think
2: what what game allows people to like pull a bow back and the longer you pull it back like it's harder to hold down uh, That i mean you
0: get uh instances of that in astrobot um but i don't know maybe kenna bridge of spirits
1: yeah. or something. or the pathless
0: so, something but like that.
1: I know even I with Miles take... Morales. You were supposed to be able to like uh with Miles Morales in the remaster of uh Spider-Man, you're supposed to be able to like feel the thwip.
0: Oh, I I haven't played much of it so I I I can't say yes or no on that.
2: I think the like specifically Sony developers will take advantage of it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Like the miles Morales thing is pretty cool. I think, um, horizon zero Dawn will take advantage of it. Uh, I think you're I probably mean, right for sure with horizon. Yeah. I'm trying to think like of anything else, even, um, you know, whatever comes next for the last of us. I mean, they could also really utilize it too. Um, but again, it's going to be a lot of those Sony developers. I think it's cool. I wish I could try it. You know, I, I mean, it sounds super cool, but I think it's going to be, like you said, like uh, limited opportunities because mm-hmm. I don't think someone from like, what's it? I don't think if Elder Scrolls six comes to uh, PlayStation, I don't think that Bethesda is going to go out of their way to make that, the controller special for yeah. uh, the PS5, essentially. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, it
2: seems cool for the possibilities that you do have with it, though, like mm-hmm. with all the big Sony titles.
0: Yeah, I I've really noticed it like for sure in the Astro Bot, but I haven't noticed it in much of anything else. So it's unfortunate, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, The other the other things that I wanted to or the only other thing I wanted to touch on about the console itself is so they changed the interface up from the way it was in the PS4. And I think to an extent, it's nice looking. Or Well, not to an extent. It is nice looking. It is very sleek. It's very minimal. There aren't a whole bunch of icons everywhere. It's, it's very sleek and modern. Like, it's just fucking clean. Yeah. But because of that, it is a fucking pain in the ass to navigate. Like, I still have a hard time cutting it off from the software. Like, and I've, I've had this thing for a week, and I've been playing it pretty much nonstop. Because they've hidden the way that you do basic commands and it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like in order to turn it off, I have to hit the PlayStation button at the home screen. Then I have to go down and I have to navigate all the way to the end. And then I can press to turn it off. Whereas like with the PlayStation four, I hold down the power button or like the, the PlayStation button on the controller and a little menu pops up and says, Hey, do you want to turn off your PlayStation? like, I don't understand why the PS five couldn't have just done that again. Like they're weird designs. Like you can't find trophies. It's so hard for me to fucking sit there. Like I, as someone who likes the, the metagame aspect of, of video games, trying to find my trophies in this new fucking setup is hard. And it fucking baffles me. I don't know why they decided to hide certain things away. Like it's nice that like things are clean, but at the same time I can't get to things that I want to look at. Like if you had allowed me to customize it a little bit, like, like the way you, you have desk desktop icons, right. Or you can not have those. Like I have it set up on my desktop to where I can navigate to wherever I want at any time. And that's great. And I have it set up to on mine personally where it's pretty minimalistic. Like there's not a whole lot of shit all on my screen or whatever. And I can still get to what I need to get to. Mm-hmm. But this is like, here, here have this clean surface. And then good luck trying to find what you need. Like, why? I don't know. It's for me, it's a little bit frustrating, especially I think probably because I've grown so accustomed to the fact that the series x has the same exact interface as like the regular xbox one yeah so like the change is nothing but then like the jump between these two consoles is like completely night and fucking day i Um, don't know are you accustomed to it now overall i think i really like the ps5
2: I keep forgetting my mics off. Are you accustomed to it now after using it for a week?
0: Uh, to certain things, yes. Like, I'm I'm starting to get more accustomed to learning, how, like, how to power it off. But it's still one of those things that, like, just today before I got on here, I was playing a little bit of Maneater. And I went to, I was like, okay, I got to get off. I got to go do some things real quick. And then, like... I was sitting there at the main menu and I was like, wait, how the fuck do I cut this off again? And I like, I've been doing it for a week now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that sucks. Yeah. But it could also be just getting used to like, I I didn't know how to play games on PC. You know what I mean? And it took, it took me a hot minute, but now like I can pretty well navigate like my steam library and stuff like that. So I don't know. Uh, well, before I get into any games, Austin, you've been playing Hades?
1: Sorry, my uh, you, you guys like all froze up for a hot second. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I saw Josh freeze up. Yeah. Interesting. And what did you say?
0: Uh, I said you've been playing Hades.
1: That's not what I wanted to talk about first, but that's fine. We can talk about that one. <laughs> well-
0: I would I would think that you wanted to talk about uh, Rise because it's the big game. But uh, if you want to talk about that now, go ahead.
1: <clears throat> no, you've already brought it up. So we're here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this is the part of the episode I said something about it in Discord. <laughs> Josh is rock hard, ready for it to happen. This um, is the part so- of the episode where I make a formal apology. Did Immortals Phoenix Rising <laughs> did not deserve to topple Hades in our Game of the Year discussion. It did No, it absolutely didn't. I just did it out of spite. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's kind of what I did it too because Josh was being a dick the whole episode.
0: I was not, you fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you weren't. I think I was the one being the, being the biggest dick by, you know, shafting Hades. I... I uh, granted, this is a weird comment to say because I haven't played the game since, like, last Sunday because I've been playing other shit, uh, mostly Ocarina of Time. <clears throat> it's forgettable. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No, it's not. I got. I played a little bit of it today, and I just—my my nipples were hard the whole time. I I couldn't—for the first two days after I picked it up, I could not put this game fucking down. Like, I I, I would die— I, I, would, I would like 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 when I streamed it. I guess I should start with that. I streamed it last Saturday. I streamed my first playthrough of it, like literally me starting the game for the first time. And I was like, um, you know, I'm only gonna stream for like an hour. I'm tired, <coughs> you know, blah 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 blah. Next thing I know, I streamed for like three because I, I I died. I would be like, okay, this is my last run. I would die immediately, start another run. Okay, this is my last run. Die immediately, start another run. And it just, it was a never ending cycle, and I had to force myself be like, okay, I'm, I'm, my ass is numb. I need to get out of this chair. I'm going to stop playing. Um, I, I think this game is fucking wonderful. I fucking hate roguelikes. I think they're the dumbest fucking genre in video games. I think they're boring. I think they're unintuitive. But holy fuck, Hades is not the fucking case. Um,. The gameplay is fucking solid. The art direction, like the art style, more than anything, is fucking gorgeous. Some of those artworks for some of the, like, oh, um, uh, who's the chick that's like that? That's usually standing in front of your room. Uh, uh, Nix, gorgeous, fucking gorgeous. The the art design, um, uh, Artemis, fucking gorgeous. Uh, Ares, fucking gorgeous. All of these characters are so, and, and, and even Hades himself. All these characters are so beautifully fucking drawn to life in this game, and I just—I I, even the main character—the main character looks—I can't ever remember his fucking name because, god damn, there's some syllables in that bitch. <laughs> but holy shit, dude, it, it just—it looks so good. Also, bonus props for letting me pet Cerberus because he's a good boy. He is a good boy. He's the. Best. I actually, I—I I meant to. I, I'm pretty sure it's actually technically pronounced "Cerberus," uh, but I think that might just be a Latin thing but that is a latin thing it i mean it absolutely deserved to win game
2: of the year in our podcast but it had to go down a certain way yeah it just Um, we we had to
1: shaft josh that episode yeah (laughs) it's uh i think
2: soundtrack is by far my favorite thing about the game but uh oh the
1: soundtrack is fucking banging
2: yeah. Um, level design, though, and character interactions are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does a good job. It can, like, just drawing you into the game mm-hmm. with each
1: uh, level progression or with each death. It just does a great job at it. I love it, man. I, I think I've only gotten a Meg, like, twice. And she beat my ass every fucking time. But I'd, you learn something new every time, too. Also... The doom crystal, yeah, that can go fuck itself. <laughs> I hate it. It wouldn't be so bad if it didn't have the other smaller crystals that its lasers that its beams like reflected off of. It would not be so fucking bad. And even then the meg fight wouldn't be that bad if she didn't summon a million fucking things to corner you on the side of the fucking map. Hmm. But I could turn on God mode, make it a little easier, but I, I really don't want to. I want to play the game just kind of like normal you know, normal difficulty but fuck dude I, I need to die I know I need to dive back into it it's so good and I, especially now that it's got a physical if you have any interest in that game whatsoever and you haven't already purchased it digitally on the Switch go pick up that fucking physical while you can because it's selling out everywhere and I promise you give it a year that shit will be easy over $100 easy
0: <clears throat> definitely check it out it's my yep. favorite game of last year
1: yep it's it's up there for me it, it broke the <clears throat> five it's up there it's not persona five but it's up there <laughs> uh
0: all right I will tackle a game real quick before we get to dylan's um Astrobots playroom i played it uh this is a showcase for the PS s five i really think uh like it definitely shows off the one thing is like it showcases the haptic feedback really well like when you are playing there are like some uh levels that have sand in them when you are walking across the sand you can feel how it like the difference in the movement when you're there's another level that has like snow and ice when you're on those you can feel the movement and the triggers <clears throat> this game was made to showcase what the ps5 could do uh that said it is Also insanely cute. Like all of the little Astrobots are adorable and they make like funny and cute little noises. Um, And part of the reason that I think that they are as endearing as they are is because there's nostalgia all over the place. The little Astrobots in every single one of the levels are little Easter eggs for PlayStation's heritage. Like I think it's um, uh, the... I don't remember the red. I don't, I don't remember the actual name of the level, but it's it like color coded as red. Uh, there's a little, um, side area as you keep moving along where people are like filming a sort of like, um, I guess TV show sort of thing, but it's devil may cry. And there's a little Astrobot dressed up as Dante juggling like a, uh, a little puppet or whatever with his sword. And uh, there's like the right. And then there's there's other little like more subtle stuff where like it's the um, I forget again, I forget the level, but I'm pretty sure it's the the blue level uh, Mm. where there's like wind blowing. And then like at, at a certain point, rain starts to drop down, which is another thing like that the haptic feedback does is like you can feel the rain. That's fucking cool.
1: Yeah, but really um, cool.
0: but like there's a there's a subtle little like nod to heavy rain where like you go to a little um, uh like bus stop thing, and then it, it's obviously raining, but it's like the way it's presented is like an exact thing from heavy rain on the PS3, like it's all over the place. All these little Easter eggs, it's really nice, and then like you you move along and in each of these levels, there's like collectibles that will add up to like you collect artifacts or whatever. And then they are positioned in this cent- sort of like central hub at the, uh, at the back of the, the, I guess, hub world or whatever. And you go in and there's like four little, uh, spots. And then there's a designated area for each PlayStation, like, memorabilia so like you'll get the artifact for the ps1 and then uh like you'll get an artifact for like the dual 2 you know and they get separated into their individual areas or whatever and along the sides of that room because it's a gigantic circle is like this painted mural of playstation's history and it's just like it's just so much nostalgia thrown at you. And for me that worked because I've grown up with PlayStation my entire life. Like one, I had a Sega Genesis and then I moved on to the PlayStation and like, so like I have fond memories of the Genesis, but like for me, my, my first console, the one that like really got me into gaming was the PlayStation. And so like for me, the stuff worked, uh, but the game overall, is just fairly kind of standard platforming. Like there's nothing really unique about it other than the fact that it's PlayStation nostalgia and the fact that it shows showcases the what, what the dual sense controller can do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's all really standard and there are some like I, I put in here motion controls actually anger me. I hate motion controls. I fucking hate them in everything. That's the reason that I could not get behind the Wii. And it's the reason that like certain aspects of Captain Toad's treasure tracker on the Wii U really just rubbed me the wrong way. But like there are motion control portions in this that I was just like, like just like losing my mind over because I hate. <laughs> motion needs controls to so much. That. Right. Uh, but, uh, it's it's cute. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything spectacular. I got the platinum on it because it was relatively easy. And, again, PlayStation nostalgia. But uh, there were people who were, like, putting in this in their, like, game of the year lists. And it is not that good. It, it just yeah. is. <clears throat> um, but, yeah,
2: that was Astropod. Hell yeah. I uh, sincerely thought you were talking about the movie astro boy oh yeah yeah that's where i went (laughs) well i read astro boy i didn't see astro bot and just make the quarterly i actually read astro boy so i was like that's a weird game but okay
0: yeah well uh dylan what what is labyrinthine labyrinthine
2: labyrinthine um real quick spire 3 is going great Great consistency. Um, (laughs) I had three, but I'm going to group them all into one Uh, thief. I'm playing swiftly to like try to do a no hit on it, trying to learn that. And then the real one I wanted to talk about is labyrinth. And so this game was gifted to me by a a good friend. And he uh, if you've never played this game before, it's scary as shit. Um, He he just has this habit of gifting me terrifying games just fine. Um, so you're in this giant hedge maze essentially, and you're. I'm trying to survive. Apparently, there's a story to it. I'm trying to pick up on it, but you're going through this giant hedge maze in a series of chapters, and there are things in the hedge maze with you. Um, it is a labyrinth, truly, and it can close behind you at certain points and separate you from your friends, but, uh, I'm telling you, dude, it's even the atmosphere is scary. It's not scary. It's not just the monsters. There was this, there was a point in time where I was walking through and we cut a corner. I'm by myself at this point. Cause I was cut off from the group and I discovered this like tea party, but the tea party is a group of wooden mannequin clowns. Ooh, and no. that's nope. not good. First and foremost. Yeah, I'm done at this point, but they're like, Oh yeah, there's a medallion on that table. Go ahead and grab it. Okay. So I start to walk forward. And of course, there's like the little clown music playing the whole time. You know what I'm talking? It's like the circusy shit. So that's playing the whole time, too. So I take a few steps forward, and then the music stops dead where it's at. And there's like the sound of breaking necks, and they all look at you within a split second. Mm-mm. Like, it's nope. fucking terrifying. I would turn my computer off right there. <laughs> it's bad, man. It would be shut But it's a lot of fun. Um, there's times where like it's uh it's uh justin uh josh bubbles in my chat Mm um he cracks me up so much because uh he gets genuinely terrified in these games like we were playing together and all of a sudden like we hear growling or some shit and then uh he turns the corner and he's like oh neptune what the fuck is that and it's this giant like floating woman just sitting there gliding towards us like oh it's terrible dude it's the worst, but it's a lot of fun. If you like being scared and like adrenaline at every corner, like it's the best thing that you could possibly play with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like one of those things for a streaming podcast or whatever we do, <clears throat> like that or Phasmophobia. It would be hilarious, especially if you guys are like, nah, like with the clown party shit, it would be a lot of fun.
1: I I, I would be super. I'm looking at I'm looking at the game right now on Steam and I'm just letting you guys know right now, I would be super fucking down to do that as like a like a like a podcast play night. I'd be yeah. so fucking down for that because that game looks like it would have my testicles in the back of my throat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that and phasmophobia, dude. Phasmophobia is scary too. Yep.
1: It, oh yeah, it is. Fuck yeah. that game.
2: So yeah, that was my that's really what I've been playing outside of my uh spyro mm. shit. Did you get your run yet?
0: No, but there's consistency in it. Fair
2: enough. Yeah, I've actually made it pretty far every stream now, so keep going. It'll come. I'm not rushing it anymore. I'll just do it casually. Yeah. fair enough. Austin, you've been playing
0: Monster Hunter Rise, is that correct?
1: Yeah. I don't have a super lot to say about it because I did a lot of running around today and I think I only really got to play about maybe a solid hour of it. Um, but run down the things that, uh, I did get to experience also fuck Best Buy. Uh, not sure why you guys shipped my steelbook separate from the game. You've never done that before. And I think that's a really fucking stupid decision because for some reason my steelbook got delayed. It got, it's Mm. as of right now, the the tracking status says delayed indefinitely. So fucking thank you, Best Buy. I know it's not your (laughs) fault, but still fuck you anyway. Um, i I've, I've had a bad day today uh, i've been trying to get some of the monster hunter rise stuff as it dropped today i tried to get the controller controller sold out on me like four fucking times tried to get the amiibos they'll sold out on me even though they're oddly enough only available at gamestop which i think is a really fucking stupid decision anyway um which anyone listening to this for fun for reference if you are interested in the monster hunter rise amiibos a lot of the Game Stops in the Georgia area, I guess if you live in Georgia, I don't fucking know. Um, a lot of the GameStops in like the Georgia and Metro Atlanta area, I called a bunch of them today. And they all said that all of their Monster Hunter Rise Amiibo shipments have been delayed. And they're expecting them like March 9th. So if you went in today looking for them and you didn't get them, they'll be there March 9th. I'm going to try to cop all three of them because I want the fucking armor sets that they come with. Um <clears throat> The first thing I noticed about this game is I I tried to play it in English. That lasted all of five minutes. I immediately (laughs) switched it to Japanese. The dub is terrible. It's not synced. They didn't... uh, Capcom didn't even fucking bother syncing the mouth movements to the dub, which it's Capcom. They never do, so I'm not ever surprised that that's an issue. Um, The... (laughs) I think, I think the game l- visually looks really good. Um, I, I like, the, like the feudal, like the really feudal Japan aesthetic of it. I think it looks really fucking interesting. Um, the character creation, oddly enough, I feel like is more in-depth for the feline and canine companions than it is your actual playable character. Um, I, feel, I, I just feel like the, the little pet companions had more in-depth options. Than the uh than your playable character did, which that's a weird choice. But I also had a lot of fun customizing my own little Monster Hunter dog and cat. So that was fucking rad. Uh, The gameplay is really cool. It's it's a standard Monster Hunter game, so it's the same. You know, you track these monsters down, kill them, kill enough of them, bring the parts, bring their body parts back, make fucking armor and weapons out of them. The game gives you like ten really solid weapons out of the go to choose from. Uh, but they don't tell you that. They're like, oh, here's a long sword. But then when you go check your inventory, you actually have like literally ten or twelve weapons to choose from. Highly recommend don't going in with the long sword, because it's not fucking it's not that fucking good. Every other weapon, I, I experimented with like five or six of them and all of the weapons I used were infinitely better than the long sword the game fucking gives you. Um but it's a Monster Hunter game. It's it's a very grindy. I don't I don't know if I would call Monster Hunter a JRPG. I feel like it kind of is, but like I also don't really know that I would call it that. Um but it's it's very grindy. If you've ever played a Monster Hunter game, you you already know the story is not the story is not the center focus of the game. They literally have an entire sub-franchise called Monster Hunter Stories for that specific reason. So don't go into it thinking, oh, the story's going to blow me away. No, it's fucking not. It's it's not. You're just going to be spending hundreds of hours killing the same monsters over and over and making gear out of them. But I think that's cool. I really enjoy Monster Hunter as a franchise. So it's it's all right. I I'm, I'm, I might have more thoughts next week when I've dived into it a little bit more. But so far, I'm having a good time with it.
0: Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm looking at... Uh... I'm reading a review of it right now, and i'm looking at the screenshots, and it
1: looks very pretty it is It is a time switch exclusive it'll be coming to it'll be coming to pc sometime next year mm, so interesting oh uh one big thing about that game I forgot to mention is the wire bug system. The wire bug system is essentially you have these little glowing bugs that you throw out and they have wires attached to them, and you kind of like zip line around the map like that. That is fucking awesome. That is so much fucking fun. It's so fluid. It feels great in combat. It's it's really. It feels really good to kind of chain your combos off. Use the wire bug. Chain another combo off. Use a wire bug. Like it's it's fluid and they did it really well. So that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all it is.
2: It is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh game on Twitch right now
1: with ninety four thousand viewers. Really, damn. I actually thought about streaming it tomorrow, but if it's the seventh game on Twitch, I probably won't do that.
2: <laughs> I mean, still, I mean, you might, dude. I mean, shit. I'm watching it now. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm enjoying it so far. I would have really enjoyed that Pro Controller, though. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I almost even bought the fucking console just because I wanted, I wanted something. I, I'm a big Monster Hunter guy, and I really wanted something from it. But thanks to scalpers ruining my day, it's just not happening.
2: Scalpers are terrible, dude. They're straight up man eaters. They are, bro. Hey Josh.
0: Yeah, sorry. My my Reaper stopped recording for whatever reason. I'm trying to get it back up.
2: Oh. Oh, that was a perfect I gave you the transition. perfect
0: transition. I know, I know.
2: Um <laughs> uh, This person, I don't know who it is. Who? Ad, Admiral Baru I don't know. Um they have 32,000 viewers on Twitch and that's where most of the views of, is coming from, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know who this is.
0: Well, uh I've been playing Man Eater, guys. <laughs>
1: Are you going to leave all of that in there? Yeah. Probably. He leaves all everything. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh I love how listening back to some of the past episodes there were so many moments where Josh was like, "Yeah, I'm going to edit these out." And he doesn't. They're nope. still there. <laughs>
0: uh, mainly I mainly the ones that i leave in is because I think that they're fucking funny. Yeah. But um anyway, yeah, Man Eater is a open world shark RPG.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? What a, time, what a what a what a genre? What? Uh
0: shit. Basically, you play as a shark uh and it's it's actually funny. It's kind of a uh, wh- one of the podcasts uh, that I was uh, talking about. Um, well, I, I've mentioned them before. Uh, the Sword Shop Boys. Um, so the it's kind of a, a tale of revenge. Uh, the story for this game, but uh, Josh, who's one of the uh, the. Co-host over there um, in their game of the year discussion episode made a joke about how it's uh, a better told revenge story than the Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should made me laugh really hard. But yeah, so it's um basically you start as a little baby shark, uh, and you're well, that's not actually entirely accurate. You start as like a real sh- uh, like a a real mama shark or whatever, and then you're captured on this boat. And it's sort of framed as like a, tell like reality TV sort of like Swamp People sort of mm. thing, and uh, Chris Parnell is actually narrating everything. So he's the guy who does uh, Cyril in Archer and uh, the dad. In, okay, the name got me. Yeah,
1: Rick and Rick and Morty.
0: Yeah, the dad and Rick and Morty. Jerry, that's his name. Uh, but he, so yeah, he narrates it. Uh, and basically it starts out, you're a mom, you get captured. And then the person who captures you actually cuts you, the shark out of the mom's belly. And then you bite his arm off and he like, you kind of like get away. And so it starts off there. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very like, it knows what it's doing sort of thing. And, so you start out and there's not much for you to do other than to just chomp on little fish, but the, um, the real sort of progression starts when you like start collecting (coughs) the, uh, little caches of, they're called like nutrient. Uh, I, I don't remember, but they're, they're basically like mutagens that will allow you to upgrade, Um, through evolutions. And
2: so you. (laughs) I I understand why you're struggling to say anything, because I'm watching it being played right now. It is so fucking weird. (laughs)
0: It's, it's hard to describe. Like, so you. This
2: dude shark looks like some bio.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the one thing that like basically you go around and you eat fish and then you'll fight other fish that are like quote unquote harmful to you. Like some of them are barracudas later in the game. There are like actual sharks. And like today I actually fought my first orca. Well, and I thought I was going to fucking die. Like that thing was kicking my ass,
2: but shit. I saw like a crocodile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Alligators and crocodiles. And mm. so you'll eat these things and then you, you, You when you collect uh, the collectibles or whatever, or when you beat like a quote unquote boss, uh, which is basically the this game's bosses are uh, attack well hunters who will come out and they will try to like scoop you up and and kill you like they're shark hunters or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there are 10 of them. And the way that you get them to come is by, like, causing havoc. So, like, you'll go and you'll eat people on a beach or, like, stuff like that. And then you'll get, not necessarily skills, but, like, body upgrades that will lead to skills. And so that's kind of cool to an extent. But, like, you, these body upgrades, like... They don't give you skills unless you're all like they're all the same body upgrade. So it kind of it kind of de-incentivizes you from kind of building your own. So like it's not really an RPG because it kind of de-incentivizes you from like making your own shark. Like you don't get the additional skills that you would have by not going with a complete set of like armor or it, like bo- body modification, I guess, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and it also kind of sucks because the skills are kind of gated by story progress, or not the skills, but like the evolutions are kind of gated by story progress to a certain extent. Like, you have to beat these bosses in order to unlock everything, and you even then, like, you don't necessarily you won't necessarily get them all because there are other things like you have to beat apex predators or you have to go on. Like you have to like 100% an area before you will get additional body modifications. If that makes sense.
2: This is a genuine question. I'm watching it now and this dude is taking on like six boats. Mm -hmm. So it looks fucking terrifying. Do you think this game could be done? No hit.
0: Uh, I genuinely doubt it but it it's it's maybe possible it's fucking like the when you get to the higher levels where you're being hunted by like four or five boats and they're like high level boats that shit gets difficult dude
2: like i yeah he's taking mad damage
0: yeah there's there the boss that i fought not not the last boss i fought but the one before that had a boat that had like a sort of like electricity bubble
2: underneath oh, it oh shit so
0: if i ran into it to try to attack the boat i would take fuck tons of damage it was awful um yeah i don't know man i'm <sighs> there are things about this game that like i'm having fun i'm having a lot of fucking fun like more fun than i probably should have <laughs> uh but like it's there are things that like really bug me and keep it from being like what I would say is a a great game probably like I feel like the combat is very much just hold R2 sort of thing like I've kind of made my own little game I guess with the combat where when I go into a boss fight or when I'm trying to get the boss to come to an area and I have to take on so many hunters or whatever I've kind of made a a tactic where what I'll do is I'll jump using my bioelectric ability up into the boat and then hit the attack button and it causes major fucking damage. But like you only really have one kind of attack and -hmm. it's just chomping and it makes sense because you're a fucking shark, but like it's, yeah, I I don't know. Like I wish there was a little bit more to it. If that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I really dig the art style. It's like really kind of cartoony, but, at the same time there are things that like like when you're underwater like it would be cool if they had like like realistic underwater lighting effects like for the most part it's just like everything's tinted blue yeah. sort of thing um i don't know there are good things and bad things about this i'm just i'm having a blast playing it it's way more fun than it has any fucking right being a fucking shark game like i
1: don't know that was one of the games that was uh given free yeah i'm like yeah because i think i i think i because if you don't own a ps5 you can go on playstation's website and you can redeem those games that way when you do have a ps5 you can they'll be in your library and you can install them and i think i think I, i went out of my way to get that one in bug stacks
0: Yeah, that bug snacks will be the next one that I'm playing. Uh, I want to see how that is.
2: Man eater. I've heard good things things about bug snacks.
0: Yeah, I have too. Mm Hmm. Um, but that's it. I think for what we were playing. So let's get our picks of the week and get out of here. I know Dylan's tired. I'm exhausted. Um. All right. So my pick of the week (coughs) is I found a new channel called adam millard i think the game or wait what did i write that i think i wrote that real weird um the architect, the architect of games of. yeah i don't know why i put the game architect of games i'm a fucking idiot or did you do that dylan no no no. i really <laughs> did <do. laughs> um but yeah adam millard the architect of games i actually found out uh, about him today which is interesting uh but his video, What is a System and How Did They Save Zelda, uh, is a very cool look at, uh, like, people will talk about, like, how games are, <clears throat> like, basically one of two things. Either it's, like, a system-based game or it's, like, a, a like a directed game. And he kind of breaks down what the difference is between those two. And uh, he goes really in-depth into how the breath of the wild Mm -hmm. is significantly different from every other Zelda, except for the first one and how it comes the closest to recapturing what the first one was. And I a hundred percent agree with that by the way. Uh, but Mm -hmm. it goes into other things like, um, like how, how to differentiate between systemic games and like directed games. It's a really good breakdown. It's really well edited. Uh, I kind of like his voice. I think that he's got a nice voice. Um, yeah, just go check it out. It's a good, oh, good yeah. video, I'll check that good out, channel.
1: Sure. <clears throat> anything, Breath of the Wild gets my uh, uh, penis' attention. So for sure. Yeah, it piques you. It does pique me. Uh, what's your pick of the week, Austin? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me open the dock. I kind of forgot. Uh, no, my, my pick of the week is Gold Step by neck deep. Uh, I'm a huge pop punk guy. I'm sure I've said that. Um, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big, any type of, uh, you know, alternative music guy, but pop punk is a really big one for me. And, uh, neck deep is, is the pinnacle of modern day pop punk. Like they, they are everything that made, <laughs> they they're everything that that pop punk was in the 90s and early 2000s but with like more of a modern spin on it. Um I think me and Madison I want to say we've seen them twice, but I think we've only seen them once, but I also feel like we've seen them twice. Um but they they're a fucking blast live and and just to jam out to um yeah go check it out there i i really can't say anything about them other than pop punk they have really good instrumentals and a really shitty lead singer and that's just what pop punk is now um but i fucking love it i'm really here for it so go check it out
0: cool uh dylan i think you've recommended this guy
2: before i have okay but there's a reason why he's back dylan said i've um, run no, but funny enough, I my pick of the week. I chose it and then I was like, didn't I do this last week? I did. So never mind on that one. But the reason I'm going back to Dino, so I'm choosing Dino Sengal this week. Uh D-I-N-O-S-S-I-N-D-G-E-I-L. Normally he's a Souls runner and he has so much you you know reputation behind his name with what he's accomplished, but the reason I'm putting him down now is because he's now running Hollow Knight and it's super cool to see him do it hitless. It is a huge feat. He's not got it hit list yet, but he is doing so well and uh, he's crushing it and it's just worth checking him out. He's a very entertaining guy. Very yeah. cool.
0: All right. Well, as always, you can find us on social media for all things culture, Bop, hunting pixels and the culture, Bop family of content honey pieces is available on Twitter at the pixels hunting and on Instagram at hunting underscore pixels CB and uh, also if you're in the know we we stream our show on Twitch now fellas uh, on Sometimes. Twitch at hunting pixels um, I'm available on Twitter at the bebop man 182 on Instagram at bebop man 182 and I am on Twitch at the underscore bebop man I have not streamed in over a week because I've had a lot of personal stuff going on uh, but I will be back at it next week. Um, you can find Dylan on Twitter at OMDizzy, on Instagram at OMDizzyTV, and on Twitch at OMDizzy. And your your schedule has changed, correct, sir?
2: I don't know what the fuck my schedule is right now. <laughs> uh, my true schedule starts next week sometimes, so I can get a feel for it. But I do stream later in the afternoon now. I'm streaming at essentially like between 8 and 9 p.m. Okay. Eastern time. So at yep. night, so, not the
0: afternoon. Yeah, yeah, I was
2: about to say. <laughs> uh, no, well, it's, it's still daylight now.
1: Uh yeah. That it counts, I guess. Yeah.
0: Fuck you, daylight savings. Uh, and you can find Twitter, or yeah, you can find Twitter on twitter.com. <laughs> um, you can find Austin on Twitter at Big Papa Plays on Instagram at Big Papa Stevens underscore and at Big PapaPlays. And you can find him on Twitch at Big Papa plays sixty nine. Did you change it?
1: I did not change it, Dylan. Okay, added
0: that. you son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Wait,
0: what? It, Dylan it definitely it, did. It, it said Big Papa plays sixty nine at the end.
1: I was yeah. like, did he change it? No, Dylan added that. Wait. I did not. I'm actually going to find it myself. We, we all already know it was Dylan. <laughs> But yeah, I don't see that. I'm back on Twitch now. I started streaming again. So, uh,
2: that's because are. I deleted it. Oh, I did not fucking put
1: it there. Well, and <laughs> it was Josh, and he's lying. I' framing you. Uh,
0: maybe yeah. I did. Maybe I didn't. We'll see.
1: All right. Yeah, that's what we thought. Uh, no, I I, yeah. I swear to God, I didn't. I don't know because I was like, I didn't do it. I never look at the ducks.
0: Uh, uh, okay, we're that's it. That was our show. (laughs) Bye, everybody.